Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. So this is this is going to be really interesting for us because this is a live stream, but you know we're just kind of used to doing podcasting stuff. So it's still going to be a bit structured, a bit scripted. Uh, obviously, anybody looking at us can see how many amazing people are here. Uh, so we are going to get into some some little bit of spiel and in some intros because we have uh, a full house here and can't freaking wait to get started. Uh, so thank you all so much for being here, being a part of this. Retro Red Octopus hundredth episode live stream. Uh, thank you to 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 just everything that we've been able to to get through. Um, I I I feel like without further ado, I'm going to start doing some introductions. But you know me, I'm Eight Bit Alchemy. We got Parasite Steve in the house. How you doing, bud? So good, so, so good. good, so good. So busy playing rockin', with music, but so good. Rocking and shocking. Yes. Yeah. All the no. all the tunage, all the graphics brought to you by uh, Parasite Steven. Uh, we got Nintendo up in the hizzy. How's it going? Oh, man? hello, hello. Oh, hello. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Who's did oh, Kuga? Yeah, Kuga. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then uh, we we got we got some real special guests here tonight. Tonight we got formerly known as Boss Rush Mode, former co-host of this here Retro Octopus Cephala podcast and current speedrun leader for the game Section Z on the NES. We got Synopsis Grim, aka Howdy. our good pal. How's it going, man? So happy you well, to be on here. Well, yeah, you know, nice to well, thank you for the invite. I'm happy to be here on this 100th episode. Nice milestone. Congrats on that, guys. Way to way to keep the ship going. Heck yeah! Uh, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, this, I, this I, I'm glad to have you all. Right. This is all you, dude. Because this is this was your idea. So yeah, you were yeah. you were the you were the originator of this concept. And you know what? It would not feel right to not have you here. I'm wicked glad that this. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 so happy to be here. Thanks again for having me on. Nice, awesome. Thank you so much. We got friend of the show, Dark Crystal and Fraggle Fanatic, champion of all things Exo Squad and Pirates of Darkwater, not to mention Man, resident so... turtle expert and host of the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast, Justin Cooper. Hey! Not a dancing tonight. We're going to be dancing all night. It's gonna be a you know what? They don't call it a dead stream. It's a live stream. <laughs> yeah, let's... <laughs> I feel like we should be doing like like power moves to like some intro to like a, a cool like fighting game wait, like wait. <laughs> my Mega Man Blaster movie. <laughs> I don't know what else what else do like fighting game guys do like Sh- Shoryukens 
They do Sherry Yukens and Hurricane Kick. Aftermarket is broken! Yeah, I don't know. They do all kinds of weird shit. What's up, Justin? Guys, I swear to God, I ordered the large shirt. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's because you're so swole. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what doing mowing the lawn today did to me, I guess. Yeah, just today. You, you got all like of your being over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, friggin' like, game respects game. Uh, we, uh, we got uh, the queen of the Throwdown Thursday podcast, voice actor in the upcoming It Came From the 508 audio series beneath the red oh. umbrella. We have none other than Ashes Von Nightmare. Hello, congratulations on episode 100. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for you being so here. Much. Well, thank you for letting my resting bitch face grace your podcast this evening. Anytime. You know, anytime. It's anytime on that. Anytime. It's, it's it's a very it's a very lovely face. It's not resting bitch hmm. face. It's it's a face we are happy to have. And also your pink microphone just like it pops. It pops. It's it just pops. You get but it also stops the pop. It yeah. stops the pop. <laughs> yes, it pops yes, it does. Pops without pop. popping. Um so, pop, so you don't have to. Uh, it, that's true. That's true. Uh, let's let's keep rolling right along with these intros. We have the Amalgamania LLC, host of the Amalga Show and Tell, and co-host of the Amalga Files, as well as co-lead for the Retro Gamia video series. Ian, the boy, wonderful. How's it going, dude? It's going great. I am ecstatic to be here for this hundredth episode. Hi, guys. I'm I'm really happy to be in the building. Sup, man? Oh, oh so, so, so happy. We are all a little bit more wonderful. Because you just came over here because of me. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we've got <laughs> none other than the Amalgamama, the mother of retroids, the supreme being and sudzomancer of Acid Kitty. We have Taryn Barber. Hello, everyone. Good one, Taryn. Thanks for joining us. Thank Thanks for putting me. up with our, our shenanigans. <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> And 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 hold on, hold on. I'm too happy for this one. Uh, mm -hmm. I gotta just like, come on, you got this. <clears throat> we also have Linda the Gamer Gal. I was instructed to specifically say this like Daria. So. Yeah, you were you were you were being very very hyped, and I wanted to bring you down. I was like at the very mm -hmm. end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, they, at the very end of the very beginning, which is yes. kind of fun. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, just so people know, so we are, you know. This is obviously a live stream, so you can comment and and send us stuff, and we will look at it. And Joe's yeah. monitoring comments, and we have and we, are of, we are retro We are retro doctors. And um, and this so row, I'm not sure here. um if this this which one this row oh oh so. Uh, everyone seems to be able to join in. Um, I've I've gotten a few a few messages that some people are, are not seeing the link. So I hope everyone can find it. Although it doesn't really much matter because y'all are here who found it. So I I don't I don't know what to say. Um, but yeah, so we are here to talk about. A, a, a subject that I felt could everyone could weigh in on because we always mm -hmm. have these different retro related nostalgia topics and shit like that. And, you know, sometimes people just don't have any kind of 
relation to a particular thing that we cover. That's fine. There's a million things out there. But that, for this that made growing like, up awesome. Right. That made growing up awesome. And yep. you know, continue to, to make living awesome. Uh, but there was, you know, a, a way to to bring a bunch of people together for this hundredth episode. We wanted to talk about first fandoms, things that made you just fucking stop in your tracks and go, "I love this thing. This is me. This is my stuff." And you know what? What exactly uh, you know that means for for people. So we're gonna have everyone here get a chance to uh, you know weigh in on that. And uh, and I don't know. I kind of I kind of arbitrarily chose an order, but I don't know how you guys want to do it. Do you want to just keep it loosey goosey? Do you want to just keep it structured? If there's no preference, we could just you know structure it how we feel. And what do you think? And steer, yeah, it's you, you steer the ship, brother. All right. All right, rad. So uh, just to, you know, just to start things off, um, you know, a little Wikipedia for everybody, because, you know, no retro octopus is complete without reading from Wikipedia. Uh, what Don't is tell a fandom? Them that. Come on, we say it in like 90% of the Some things never change. Yeah, come on. Do you think we write this? Oh, give me a break. Uh, so what is a fandom? So this this is uh, this is this is Wikipedia's definition of a fandom. Okay, fandom is a subculture composed of fans characterized by a feeling of empathy and camaraderie with others who share a common interest. Fans typically are interested in even minor details of the objects of their fandom and spend a significant portion of their time and energy involved with their interest often as a part of a social network with particular practices differentiating fandom affiliated people from those with only a casual interest. <gasps> Jesus. So that's okay. with fandom, which is a completely different thing. Mm. Right. <laughs> right. Really different. Still sometimes part of fandoms though. Reminds me of the definition of the word nemesis. No, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 wait. A righteous infection of retribution manifested by an appropriate agent. See, um, this is why this is why Cooper's here. Yeah, so I can write <laughs> you lines from Snatch. Yeah. Yeah, no, nobody else can quote Bricktop quite like Cooper. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that is that is what we need here. Uh, yeah, so I mean that's a pretty wordy definition. I feel like that's like you know a, a, a scholarly like ten point definition or something. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but I don't know. For me, thinking only about- with seventeen points on Scrabble though, hmm. which is like weirdly low. Yeah, it's it's more of an upwards thing. <laughs> you would think like it'd be like really long. I have no um, idea, actually. <laughs> I mean, an entire paragraph in Scrabble's really got to be worth more than seventeen letters. No, just just a word, fandom. Oh, on Scrabble. Yeah, no, fandom's probably worth derailed. <laughs> derailed. Ah, oh. it's just it's like the good old days. Just like the good old days. <laughs> oh, Synopsis, Grim. What's the name of the show again? Oh, oh, man. Uh, so so. I, I feel like that's yeah, that's dandy. That. The fandom that I think of is simple. It's just some pop culture body of work that you feel strongly connected to and you identify with. A show, a movie, a cartoon, a game, a book series that you just mm-hmm. adore and find yourself thinking about and enjoying well past the initial exposure. Um and that to me is is a fandom, right? You don't you don't gotta have this, you know, long winded definition. So you know, here we have people from all different sorts, all different kinds of fandoms, and that is going to be the most interesting part. Is Thanks, Gary. Everyone <laughs> is going to uh, to be able to weigh in on on their own fandom. Uh, what do we got here? I'm a fangirl. 
over Steve. Oh, wow, Steve. Jeez, Louise. Okay, so Carrie's fandom is Steve. Uh, I'm hiding my feet. <laughs> you guys can't see it. Not weird, but okay. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, like I said, we're going to hear from everybody, but I want to get things started uh, and just get into the discussion. We will probably be here for 19 hours. No. Um, so I hope no, none of you have work tomorrow. Be. We won't be. Yeah. No, we, won't be. No, we will. We will. <laughs> Uh, so we're actually going to start things off with Mr. Synopsis Grimm. Uh, I want to hear from you first, and I would love to uh, to get into your head about your first fandom and just what it meant to you. And we'll just go from there. And before you start, right. wait let let's 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 have the graphic because I loaded it. Hold on, wait, wait, <laughs> it is. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, God damn it! I put this together. I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, actually, uh, as a matter of fact, my first fandom happened to be uh, a subject of a previous episode of Retro Octopus way, way, way back in the day. Uh, it is uh, the video game Pac-Man. Nice. Now, yeah, uh, came came to the uh, the shores of the good old U.S. of A. in uh, 1980. It was about well, I, I was I wasn't about six. Actually, no, I was about six years old from January to early April. Then I became <laughs> six years old in April. Fair and it's right. the rest of the year. <laughs> and of course, yeah. you know, that game took the world by storm. And, uh, you know, I, you know, played yeah. it when, uh, there was like a bowling alley that I'm sure I had it or just, just going to, the arcades were more plentiful back in 1980 than they were, they, were. Than they are now. So everyone at some point, you know, likely got a chance to play it, including myself. And I, I thought it was great, but the fandom didn't really, really set in until a couple of years later, uh, in 1982 when, the the Atari 2600 or the VCS got the home version of Pac-Man. Like, oh, I get to play Pac-Man at home. Okay, kinda. <laughs> that right, version right. kind of yeah. blows. But at the time, at hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm eight <laughs> years old at this point. And I didn't care, and I I still played the crap out of it. And pretty much that you know year or two, that's I was pretty much obsessed with it. You know, wanted the game. Uh, I was. I think that Halloween, I dressed up as Pac-Man with a stupid like you know big yellow plastic you know five face mask whatever and just some goop uh, the whole outfit wasn't yellow it was, it was weird it's like it was like a white kind of showy yellow sleeves and it just had like a, another picture of pac-man on it i don't know whatever it was a, it was a pac-man wearing a pac-man shirt <laughs> right. yeah it was, it was it was weirdly it was weirdly meta you're just but, a um, kid who's wearing a pac-man shirt that's the costume yeah yeah, yeah. and, <laughs> and the stupid wearing a yellow mask so which of course had like a little little teeny eye holes that you could barely see out of and uh, yeah. you breathe for like 14 seconds and like all yeah. the perspiration is like dripping like oh, it's all yeah. nasty yep. yeah. old school halloween <laughs> costumes but yeah. you know that was that was that for halloween and of course um you know like the tv show i believe came out later on uh like the the fall of 82 and i had to watch the show all the time uh they had like you know the the pasta the canned pasta the whoever did it like chef boyardee or franco amaro whoever whoever actually you know you know, distributed those. You know, how I was have to have that, and like there was a really awesome board game that me and my brothers had. It was like um, you'd lay out the board, and you just hold. Well, it, it was pretty time consuming because you had to lay out a whole bunch of marbles. But then, like the, this big, huge Pac-Man thing, you would you know you just clunk it over the marble, and it would actually like you know grab the marble, so it would go along the board, and it would collect the marbles as you go along. So that was that was pretty fun. Of course, after like you know fifteen or so, you have to dump it out in another container. So <laughs> right, right. What right. Can you do? It was it was nineteen eighty two or three or whenever this was. So the, the t board game technology was only was only so advanced at the time. 
<laughs> still pretty cool. It was, though. The fact it was that just, they yeah. adapted it at all. The storage yeah. on that pap the storage on that Pac-Man was in uh, like kilobytes instead of you know, <laughs> yeah. tetrabytes yeah, really. that, that we have today. They didn't have yep. the technology of hungry, hungry hippos yet. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you right. mean just like violently smashing plastic yeah. until something happens that you want to? <laughs> well, unless they wanted the, the Pac-Man thing to be like the size of like a half gallon milk jug. <laughs> yeah, you know. Right, just right, yeah. right. Uh, speaking of hungry, hungry hippos, I get one more in here. Pachonk. There's a hungry, hungry hippos at Dave and Buster's now. That's like full human size, like appropriately portioned, like hippos, and it's awful. It does human not fucking hippos. work. Shouldn't be hippo it doesn't work. Well, well, hippo sized for humans, like. Like if if I was like ah a hippo, it would be the appropriate size for for me to have a hippo, um, but it doesn't work at all. Like the whole the whole game of just like rapidly smashing those levers, yeah, is it's like everything is incredibly slow. It's like butchong, butchong. You you just can't get anything. Here's a question: uh, Are the hippos from that game Canadian, according to South Park? No. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Mayhap. That's yeah. That, their, their heads, you know, they're very Canadian. I mean, it's, it's not a side to side. It's not like a straight, you know, I don't know. Right. I can see it. I, I mean, feed Facebook me, users just. Feed me, asshole. Yeah, Pac Man is, uh, is freaking timeless. I mean, there's so many yeah. people, so many kids today still know Pac Man. It is yeah. like, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting property today because it's, it is timeless, like things like, you know, Mario and Sonic and like certain other video games, but like the the current Pac-Man iterations aren't necessarily what's what's attracting new people. It's still that original right. game. Like yeah. that original game is still drawing people in. Mm -hmm. Whereas, yeah, you know, Mario and Sonic and stuff, it's like maybe the newer ones, maybe the classic ones too. But for Pac-Man, mm -hmm. you know, with all the spin-offs, uh, mm -hmm. that original game just still is like a mainstay yeah. of every arcade yeah, ever. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I, I had some, uh, before I forget, I had some vinyls too, because I was some poor, like, you know, kid <laughs> stuff or whatever those, that, that line of, you know, vinyl records for like kids that have some sort of like weird, Stories. crazy ass story. Yeah. yeah. And just some those, narrator, yeah. you know, being you no know, characters. And they were all like, they all seemed like they were like done in like, you know, a weekend, <laughs> but you know, yeah, <laughs> I had one. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, shit. They would make. They would just do anything to market whatever yeah. you could. Uh, and it's kind of funny because thinking about Pac-Man getting a board game and vinyls feels actually more like something you'd see today. Of like, mm. oh, there's a board game of Dark Souls, and you can buy the soundtrack on vinyl because like yeah. all that's super you know trendy now. It's like, yeah. wow, that's kind of nuts that Pac-Man had that going on so so far yeah. ago. Um, Awesome. Yeah, nice. I mean, does, does anybody else have any <laughs> thoughts about Pac-Man? Anyone here? Anyone here with us right now? I can feel your <laughs> energies. I can feel you all around me. I know there's nine of us, but it's okay to jump in. I always yeah. say my father was obsessed with Pac-Man, and my mom used to tell stories about him going to the store and leaving her waiting in the car. Oh, no. oh, he would be playing Pac-Man. <laughs> Did he at least crack a window for her? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and he has he has one of those mini ar arcade machines, like a console. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, it's it's not the full size, maybe like the arcade uh, one up four feet high, and he has one of those in the house right now. Nice, nice. Yep, very cool. Just true passion, right? Yeah, mm. I have one of those. Surprisingly, it's not Pac-Man. It's the uh, it's the Rampage one. 
with a joust gauntlet and uh i forget what else is on it it's been a while since i've played it but nice. i remember you used to have the pac-man arcade machine and you had like the turbo <laughs> yeah the actual, yeah, the actual stand up a... yep. yep yeah that was the best that was super cool yeah that was pretty fun just real quick on Pac-Man, I'll say I th- always thought it was interesting uh, that it's much like Ninja Turtles. Um, they didn't lock down the the likeness rights on Pac-Man, no. so like every they just sold it to everybody. They're like, yeah. yeah, whatever you want, Pac-Man, do whatever you want. So that's why yeah. you had like a billion versions of what does Pac-Man actually look like? Because in the game, he's just a you know a pie with you know right. a piece missing, and and like yeah. every drawing you'd yeah, see on he the looks screen, completely different. on the side art he's like yellow laffy taffy with a face right so right. he looks like that right, he right. looks like that on the side of the arcade machine but then he looked different for the cereal for the bed sheets for the like every time yeah. and ninja turtles was the same exact way they just sold it sold it sold it sold it sold it so that's why like every single thing i used to have like ninja turtle bed sheets that looked so off brand, but they were yeah. the actual Ninja Turtle bed sheets. Right. Um, everything like looked like, like weird, like kids' dentist offices. Yeah, like aren't Mickey and Goofy, <laughs> but what the fuck right. is that? Yeah, like, you know, it's like, like, like they're just is... like approximations. And you're like, no, this is yeah. merch. That's, that's what everything looked like for, for both Turtles and for uh, Pac Man because they, they just didn't lock down those, those likeness rights or whatever. It's, I just think it's interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, and like, I. I tried to look for it, but I couldn't. I couldn't locate them. But I know um, my wife, like a couple Christmases ago, it was like a stocking stuffer gift. Got me like a sheet of like those. I don't know if you remember those, like those puffy stickers that yeah. have like oh, googly yes. eyes. It was oh, like yes. Batman, yes. all the ghosts and stuff. I was, I was looking for them, but I couldn't find them. I was hoping to show them off tonight, but oh. those oh, were man. a thing, and cool. you know, those were fun. Nice. Damn. Only like come equipped with them all song? over your face. <laughs> well, what was that? Were you into Pac-Man Fever? The song. I, I heard the song. I didn't have that particular vinyl, but I mean, I heard the song like a thousand times. It's it's a fun song, but it's you know not. I was more into Dio, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy listening to Holy Diver. I was listening uh, to like other music that wasn't from. I, I was I wasn't quite into video game soundtracks. Of course, video game soundtracks weren't really much of a thing at that point. Right. So no, yeah, yeah not not. In but that was a fun sport. song though. Yeah, I know. Back, Actually, that, that whole record. I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt, but uh, that whole record had like. It wasn't just Pac-Man, or maybe that. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to remember because I know I've heard other game, other arcade games getting yeah, their like, own songs like too. Yeah, like a Galaga and like a Burger Time. Yeah, like, yeah. There, there's like other games that also got songs, but Pac-Man Fever is like the most famous one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, weird shit, man. I don't yeah. know. Crazy Pretty times. Awesome, crazy crazy yeah. times. Nice. Nice. All right. Cool. All right, thank, thank you. you so much, dude. Awesome. Uh, no so problem. we will move on from uh, from Synopsis Grim here, and we will move to Ashes Von Nightmare. Tell us about your first fandom. So, you know, when you asked me to be a part of this conversation, I knew that I had the right stuff to contribute. Because before I was a Barbie bitch, before <laughs> I was a Disney hoe, before I was a member of the Muppet Mafia, I was a blockhead. You were a N-K-O-T-B-O-S. I was hanging tough with the new kids on the block. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My nice. favorite nice. picture nice. of mine and my dad, I was maybe three or four years old. Uh, we were in Washington, D.C., the Cherry Blossom Festival. He's kneeling down next to me. I have my original hair color um which is pink 
Ooh, yeah, which is fake. Um, no, I have my hair in pigtails, and I'm rocking a New Kids on the Block shirt and a pink New Kids on the Block belt. Looking wow. mad. Fresh. I had the they made those. Sheets, the comforter, the sleeping bag, the bathroom. What was the bag. sleeping bag? That doesn't was, seem appropriate. Was what it is, Jordan? It's just, was it no, Jordan? Is it like shaped like that? Actually, it, it was actually. <laughs> you just like fit your whole body into like a human shape? No. Like, so what they did was they sock? took the former members of the group. And, and they, they hollowed just, them like, out. Ripped their ski out. They ripped their skeleton <laughs> out. Like, oh, it's hey, like they only head made head one. No, no they made four. They made it's four a tauntaun scenario. <laughs> exactly. You, you think new you kids on the block smell bad on the outside. On the outside. <laughs> uh, Holy but, shit, that's dark, but that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the dolls. I had the, the dolls, dolls too. Yeah, yeah. I uh, my first childhood crush was with Joey McIntyre. I used to I sleep with his doll. There. There, well, oh, does he know this? Did you sleep with his doll, or did you sleep with his doll? Have you told him? It's I an important poor, distinction. Steve. I didn't know. It could have been last Four year. Years old. I don't Come know. Come on now. Uh, no, but Barbie did. So which was it? Barbie. The, fir the first one. Okay, it's the first one. <laughs> I know it's the first one. Sorry. Wait, so, so did Barbie make these new kids on the block dolls? Were they a Barbie product? No, um, they were one of those like off brands. So I don't know, like Galoob or something like that. Oh my God, Galoob. Ooh. Tony Galoob, my favorite actor. Oh, <laughs> <Tony> <laughs> hey, Monk's coming back. I heard. Yeah, I know Monk is coming back. I was just really <laughs> thinking about that. Um, Hey, Ashes, I don't know if I told you this, but um, Donnie Wahlberg lives the town away from me, right, in, um, in Wayne, and um, he opened up a Wahlburgers out here, so we're actually going to have what's called Blockfest, which is going to be out here. Um, it's May 26th, 27th, 28th, something like that, where it's the first big fan expo featuring all the members of the new kids on the block where you can come and meet them and uh, oh, chill out with your other uh, you gotta cool go. blockheads. got to go. Gotta go. <laughs> And, and uh, the other thing I didn't tell you guys, uh, New Kids on the Block, my um, my cousin was the guitarist for New Kids on the Block. So my sister actually got to go backstage at Lake Compounds, which I'm sure Ian knows about, Lake Compounds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you, you may have heard of it. That's where Millie Vanilli's tape got broken. Um, but they got to go backstage and, and meet everybody. So Joey and Donnie and, and um, Jordan and John and not so much Danny, but poor Danny, you know. But yeah. Um, Who? So nobody nobody remembers huge. Danny. Poor Danny. Nobody likes Danny. <laughs> poor Danny. Um, but yeah, I even I don't know if anybody remembers the uh, animated Christmas special. I remember or, a show. I, th I thought they had a cartoon. Yeah. They sure yeah. did in a comic. I yeah. recorded it on VHS using those blank VHS tapes <laughs> off of MTV. Nice. Yeah. That's that's living. Nice. That's, that's that's a cheap. thing that happened. Yeah. That is what yeah. you had to do. If you if well, you wanted to watch something 75 to 89 times, mm -hmm. you had to record it off TV and mm -hmm. sometimes you pause the commercials and uh, it was a whole life. It was a whole lifestyle. Yeah, it was. You know the the kids just don't know. They don't know the right. hardship. And since you had it so ahead, you, sorry. you you earned it you earned that stuff yeah. so like it made it like better to watch a billion times because you're like well well i mean i paused the commercials mm -hmm. i worked for this 
<laughs> can I can I ask? Did anyone else have a paralyzing fear of when watching a recorded VHS that you would accidentally hit the record button again and accidentally record whatever the fuck was on TV right now? Because oh, that yeah. was like oh, yeah. guy like that governing principle. Oh, yeah. Every single time I watch the VHS, I'm like, keep keep the remote like far. That's from why you me. hit the pin. You, there's a you can MacGyver it and then MacGyver the the tape to where it wouldn't record over it, just like a cassette tape too. The red I button on the. I yeah, still have right? those TMNT sheets. Yeah, we right. got them. Yeah. So okay, well. Linda, yeah. And since I, you own the cassette, you didn't have to be kind. You didn't have to rewind yeah. unless you want to watch yeah. it again. No, you're right. That's yeah, right Michelle. there. Yeah, right you're there. Right. I don't wanna. Oh shit! Okay, well, the pin is a is a life hack. You know, maybe thirty years too late. But uh, oh god, we got you back in the studio. What's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I had a paralyzing fear, and I remember one time I definitely was watching a movie and I hit the record button by accident. Yes, nice. I love that oh. movie. Space herpes. <laughs> Space yes. herpes. Uh, uh, yeah. Nice. That's nice. Oh yeah. Nice. Secret I have Steve's though. copy actually. <laughs> nice yeah. overkill. So you, you, know, you have your copy. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, so Ashes, I mean, what was it about New Kids on the Block? Was it just that they were cute, or was their music honestly that good? Um, that's what a, made that's... you want to hang tough? Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> lots of things. Um, I mean, you know, I was I was young, impressionable. I, <laughs> I needed the money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said you were four. What I was they... no, but it's just it's just one of those things where you know when you're young, they were fun. They were They're very popular. Colorful. They had the right stuff. They just had exactly. the right stuff. They, they had the right stuff. They got on the floor and did the new kids dance. I actually really liked the music. <laughs> and I still kind of, I mean, so when my, my husband and I first started dating, I actually made him a, uh, a mixtape. Well, it was a CD, but, you know, um, and I, I put the right stuff on there. Right. Do you love it? Uh, <laughs> sure. Was it his favorite <laughs> that you gave him? I made it. I mean, but but he loved that song in particular and, too. Well, I mean, you know, every time too. he listens to it in the car with me, I make sure that we turn it up, and I okay. sing it to and him. And you do the new serenade him. I do the new camp sitting next get on to the him, floor. The new kids on the, uh, yeah. Okay. Or sing right, well, my feet, you know, and do the new kid dance. You know. So oh, so yeah. other than the right stuff, if I'm going to listen to one new kids on the block song, what's it going to be? Uh, please don't go, girl. Okay, I won't. A new one, huh? Yeah, exactly. Because you want to know why? Joey McIntyre sings lead on that. What? Deep cut. Respect. All right. All right. All right. Oh, it's, it's, it is now. It is now a tab on my Google, and I will check it out. Or I will listen to it right now. I know it. <laughs> That's step by step right there. <laughs> yes, it was. I have an older sister. I have an excuse. So. <laughs> oh, oh, good. No blame goes to you then. None. None. <laughs> All right, nice. So, does anyone else have anything that they wanted to to say about New Kids on the Block? Uh, I did real quick. Uh, speaking of, um, I think it was Donnie who has like the whole Wahlburgers chain. Uh, now, I've never eaten there, so I can't. I don't have any particular like opinions on like the food or anything. I hear it's good, so. But I remember them or him and like a couple other people, like I guess who like run the show at Wahlburgers, were on the Phantom Gourmet one time, and the Phantom Gourmet is. Basically, just a string of advertisements at this point. That show kind of boils now. Yeah, <laughs> not it like it used to be. But they were on there. And they were talking about you know like 
their their food and whatnot. And I guess uh, they were asked like, "Well, what makes your burger so special?" And they were and it it looked like he was like dead ass serious talking about like, "Oh, well, we put the toppings on like the bottom so it hits your tongue first or blah blah blah." It's like, "Are you guys fucking hearing yourselves?" So you're telling us like the secret to making a burger taste better is just eat it upside down. The fuck you on about? <laughs> we, should, we should all do that. Dude, you're, you're not wrong, and that explains a lot because I, I uh, had I had a burger there, and they put guacamole and and uh, uh, was it jalapenos on the bottom of the burger, and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was what did you put all the toppings in the basement for? Yeah. So the, now they should be called toppings at that point. They should be called bottomings. Yeah, it's like bottom metal. Right, right. Cooper, did it hit your tongue first or didn't it? I mean, right. did it? It was absolutely unnecessary. And it was Donnie's favorite, so I was that's like, "That's not a no. That's no. not. So I <laughs> no. think it hit it works. You, I guess it works. I'm not a burgerologist or anything, so no, they're, uh, I'm not the one with a chain of restaurants. So what, what the hell do I know? They're tater tots. They had uh, barbecue chicken tater tots that were out of this world, and then everything else on the menu was like, "All right, were they not made as good of as tater, the or were they made chicken of chicken? <laughs> no, they were actual tater tots with you. You can get them with like uh, crumbled pieces of chicken, like barbecue chicken on oh. them, but like the barbecue sauce and like corn and, and stuff like that. That was out of this world. Like I will go back just that, that and everything else. Nice. You know, it, they're like, oh, our big thing is we make onion straws. And I tried it. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, this goes on top of a casserole. Be gone. You know, <laughs> be gone from my sight. Yeah. Come back when be you have beans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great! Now I gotta have Donnie Wahlberg for lunch tomorrow. I mean, I mean, every like chain, every restaurant needs their lame claim to fame, right? They they already have like a decent claim to fame, which was the Wahlbergs. So like, you know, okay, everyone knows these people, but put the put the toppings hmm. on the bottom. They have a gift shop. They have the a bottoms. Donnie Wahlberg gift shop. Bottoming. So, yeah. Is that like the Cracker Barrel yes. thing, except just only Wahlberg stuff? <laughs> you are absolutely <laughs> like while I'm waiting for my food, I can go buy a bunch of Wahlberg shit. Yes, in, in different in, kind you know, of crap. Did you say you wanted to see a Spencer Confidential uh, signed uh, thing from the Netflix movie Spencer Confidential? Yeah, that's there. Yeah, a signed uh, poster of Dreamcatcher. Yeah, that's there. You know, so, 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 so to, Steve, you didn't so even want to sell your own book on our podcast, and yet these guys true. are over here selling their own crap out that's their true. own damn restaurant. That is true. Um, but so to put a button on NKOTB. Um, do you listen to them today? Ironically, sometimes is that like a thing that happens? I Ashes. listen to a lot of things ironically, so yes. Mm. Okay, mm. we'll take it. That's Except for Linus Morissette, weirdly enough. Yeah, isn't it ironic? <laughs> yeah, that's, don't you don't think? You think? <laughs> None of the stuff I, in that song is actually I, ironic. It's just coincidence. Mm. But uh, yeah, awesome. Very very good cool. one. Uh, so we are going to move right over to the boy, wonderful Ian, uh, but he are is off camera. So he we just, might not. Uh, in fact, yeah, if we just else. if we just will it into existence. Oh, there he the is. Boy, oh, wonder- oh, oh, yes. Oh, he's, I, I can't believe it worked. Time. Someone spoke of the devil. <laughs> oh, yeah. I spoke God. of the devil and the, and the handsomest devil danced in the pale moonlight right here with us. So, Ian, <laughs> tell us you about your. Like you know what you're talking about. I do know what I'm talking about when it comes to you, my friend. So, tell tell us about your first fandom. Oh, see, um, oh man, with me it's a little bit different. I would say um, my first real fandom that I think that I, I I grafted myself to would have been I'm gonna go with Star Wars. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna say 19 in the 80 early 80s. Um, the first movie I ever saw uh, in the films, and it was Empire Strikes Back. 
And um, I, that was it for me. That was <laughs> watching uh, watching Star Wars for the first time. I mean, there was there were aliens and laser swords and a princess that needed to be saved and adventure and just all of the things that any kid uh, could enjoy. And it just took to, took you to a place. And, and I, I gotta say, it was definitely my gateway. Uh, from there, anything even closely similar had my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like got to be one of the most you know formative fandoms for so many people, and and it uh, obviously is just uh, a titan. There's just a, a million different fans of Star Wars who all started their journey at various different points, and then have inevitably just kind of like either come and gone from it, stuck with it, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Star Wars is is legendary. It has got to be up there with like probably you know three uh, top top five biggest fandoms. Probably I feel yeah, like right. I don't know, probably top five for sure. Jane Austen's uh, pretty big. I, I yeah, Jane Austen's actually my number two. Yeah, I right. yeah crawl. Yeah, I love crawl. We talking about crawl? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, French crawlers. So I just really like Cyclops <laughs> movies. Yeah, me too. Well, <laughs> I like movies with just weird things you throw. Anthropomorphic ti- tigers and cyclops and yeah. <laughs> I mean, the eighties provided so many great weird. Yeah. Yes, it did. It absolutely did. Uh, I mean, Star Wars. You know, we we talked mm-hmm. about this recently. We just had a sci-fi episode for those of you tuning in who have not heard it. Uh, certainly, go check it out. We talked Star Wars and Star Trek, and then a bunch of other uh, other little cuties too. Other other little sci-fi gems. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, Star Wars, you know, needs no introduction. Uh, you know, does, does anyone else here have any kind of specific Star Wars stuff they want to weigh in on? Battle for Endor, Caravan of Courage, uh, were yes, those big in, in your, uh, dude. fandoms like they were in mine? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Also, I, I love... See, those I recorded off TV. Yeah, that's... <laughs> for me, it was the Ewok movie. Yeah! It was, yeah. Uh, the Ewok movie, the Ewok movie really got me. Um, I think we were left, although the Star Wars fans were kind of left with that uh, um, Return of the Jedi kind of hanging in the, in the, in the wind. And uh, the Ewok movie was the next best thing that we could get to, I guess, another Star Wars movie. So I definitely remember uh, having that on VHS tape. <laughs> uh, what That's about awesome. the Star Wars holiday special? Thank you. I what was, about I that? was really hoping someone was going to watch It's the best Star Wars film that's out there. Have any okay. of you? Okay, Written did any Bruce of you Land. see it organic? One of them, like when it came no. out. Did was no. it was it ABC? Did it come out on ABC? Right. It was only was it was only broadcast one time, right? Because Lucas yeah, was I've like, ne- oh, I've never God. met anyone who's who's who like watched it on TV, and, and like everyone has just found about it afterwards, right? Uh, which is fair because obviously it was like a one and done thing, but uh, yeah. Imagine if that was your first Star Wars impression. You're just like, What's, what do they got on ABC tonight? Oh, I've heard that Star Wars thing's pretty neat. Let's see what this Christmas special's about. And then they sell them at Disney, like uh, all kinds of Life Day stuff. Oh, that's nice. awesome, really. Do they? Here's $10. Oh. Go buy yourself a Star Wars. <laughs> Go watch a Star Wars. But I, I feel like I, I feel like um, I got to cheat here a little bit. And um, although Star Wars was my first fandom, and I, I think it was my first gateway into all things nerd, um, it was the Teen Titans that really did it for me. Uh, the Teen Titans kind of uh, brought me into my love of comic books, and I think that's where it really started for me. My, my landslide into fandom, into nerddom. Wow! Uh, first Teen Titans comic book. 
Never so would have guessed that you Titans were a Teen comic. Titans fan. Weird. Um, actually, it's gonna and it's not an epic story. It's kind of stupid. It's it's just one of those like uh, you wouldn't even know it unless you saw it. But it was um the introduction of um Thunder and Lightning, uh, Teen Titans number the new Teen Titans number thirty six, and um it had uh I believe it had like all the Titans on the cover um and they were there was like a a, a ghost or like a, a misty kind of picture of Thunder and Lightning in the background. And they just look so cool on that cover. I think it was either 36 or 63. I always get the number mixed up in my head. But I actually have the book hanging on my wall. But, um, um, yeah, I, I saw the pictures and um, I, read the, I read the comic for the first time. And then um, the, the characters really got me. I mean, I was a kid at the time reading it. And um, Robin really did it for me. Like, because they were all kids. Like, the Teen Titans were kids. Right. They weren't like Superman, Batman, Spider Man, grown ups, or, or, you know, people who are adults that, you, you know, kind of. You can relate have... way more to the Teen Titans. Exactly. You, know, you put yourself in their shoes, which is like, as a kid, that's huge. That's like everything. Was, really. Yeah. But really you can good. just, like, put yourself in that spot. So I'm, I'm curious, what was, what was the roster when you, when roster. you picked up that first oh, issue? I could, I, like, 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 I know the back of my hand. Um, Kid Flash. Um, Cyborg, Robin, Raven, Jericho, uh, Changeling, and I believe Starfire was there too. It start, yeah, that's what it says. That's what it says. Okay, <laughs> I believe that, that was, on the cover. was a test, and you passed. Good, uh, thank yeah, you. So it's, it's New Teen Titans 36, by the way. That is an awesome cover. The isn't it? Doesn't down, it look yeah, it doesn't look and, real and all looking like. Yeah, they're like freaking, you know, they look like super they're, like they're about cool. to drop the illest mixtape in the world. I yeah, love it. <laughs> it does. It does. Like, there needs to be a the beat on that. So, um, but, um, yeah, I think it was the relation to the characters, and um, more so, I think, uh, more than any of the other characters, it was Cyborg. Um, it was just a triple threat for me. Um, he was a kid, he was a young man, um, he was an African American young man, and he was a superhero, and that mm-hmm. was just something at the time wasn't very for me i didn't even realize was a thing so mm-hmm. I, I was the first time you played mortal Kombat, did you play as Jax? um no <laughs> mainly because he's yeah. not in mortal Kombat. no but uh he's not in the first mortal Kombat. well mortal Kombat 2 mortal Kombat 2 no the first character from mortal Kombat 2 uh was hooked on sub-zero sub-zero was my default uh, I could play and fight anybody with Sub Zero, so Sub Zero okay. was definitely my focus. All right, so 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 Cyborg was something special. You didn't just yes. have a type. Cyborg, you had like a yeah. connection to. No, he was, there was something to him. He he had, he he liked the he liked the, he was spunky. He seemed like he was a lot more outgoing, and uh, to me, he had the biggest heart out of the Titans. Like he was the big brother. He was like that. He was the big teddy bear, but he also yeah. could shoot the sonic cannon and blow up a tank. So yeah, he was right. everything he needed. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, you probably looks more like him. You know, yeah. man, I don't know what you just said, little kid, but you're special. <laughs> <laughs> and he would also season his fries with more than salt and pepper. Nice. <laughs> no doubt. Little, 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 little paprika. Little paprika for this. Little, little, little smoked paprika. What do they do at Wild Burgers? I don't even know. <laughs> Put the paprika on the bottom. Oh, they, they put the white gravy <laughs> on the bottom of the fries. They actually put the top makes bottom the container on the very soggy. The bottom on the top. Yeah, this very is... soggy fry container filled Man, with Man, you white can't reverse everything gravy. on the burger. Then it's just still a normal burger. Um, <laughs> Teen Titans for me was something that I saw uh, 
when I was kind of in middle school and that was just the cartoon. And so when I first saw that, I assumed that this was the origin of this team. Um, because like, I think, I think that's a super interesting thing about long running franchises and fandoms and stuff like that is that whenever you encounter it for the first time, a lot of times you think that this was like the, the origin of it, you know, like right. kids today who grew up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, whatever the show on now is like that. That's what they know. Um, so when Teen Titans came out, I was like, wow, this is such like a weird, like modern take on, yeah. on DC heroes and stuff like that compared to what I'd seen with Superman and Batman. So, you know, that really threw me. But to, you know, to then find out that like, no, this was a long running comic series. Oh, and yeah. there were tons of people that were way into it and, you know, definitely took itself seriously enough. It was, you know, fun for, you know, kids to read and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's really cool because someone, you know, some people who, grew up at the same age I did would be like, oh yeah, Teen Titans, that was kind of like that anime thing. And people might be into it or they might not, but you have yeah. a completely different like, you know, experience with that. And oh, yeah. uh, that's that's super interesting. You know, it makes you wonder. It's like if, if that version of Teen Titans was what was current, would more people have been a fan of it? You know, uh, of mm. like younger generations, you know, it's like interesting okay. to think about. Yeah, it is. I've, I've actually watched the cartoon a couple of times in the, um, the original cartoon and in the Teen Titans Go, uh, being a huge fan, I watched both. And that would be an interesting take on it. I would, I would love to see, you know, how that would work out if I, back then that was the media available and how I would have reacted to it, whatever I had the same reaction. I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. Was it, it's was it gotta... Challenge of the Super Friends or Superpowers team that had uh, Ernie Hudson doing the voice of Cyborg? I believe that was, uh, not, it wasn't the Super Friends, it was the other one. Superpowers? Yes, I believe it was Superpower. Because he did um, Vulcan and he did um, Cyborg. Yeah, I, it always freaked me out because they didn't give him Winston on the real Ghostbusters, but he, right. you know, they're like, oh, right. no, we're going to give that to Arsenio <laughs> Hall. But then it's like Ernie Hudson's over here doing the voice of Cyborg. I'm like, all right, whatever. You know? Right. <laughs> it worked. It worked real well back then. That. That is uh, that is for sure. I mean, uh, you know, it, it is a, a team that has stuck together through a lot of different iterations. But awesome. All right. Anybody anybody else have Teen Titans stuff they want to mention? Going once. Just just Young Justice is is like oh, yeah. kind of oh, yeah. seems sort of similar, and that's like I don't know. I know it's I know it's like really impossible to say there's a better DC cartoon show than Batman the Animated Series, but I don't know, man. I Young Justice was amazing i didn't see like i didn't see when they brought it back for hbo like so i only saw seasons one and two but i saw season one and two three times each and like i just i cannot state my love for that show and that show won me over because i wasn't a fan of those characters like you so i wasn't a teen titans guy and i saw that and i'm like oh this looks really awesome i love the drawings and I'm like, oh my god, the storytelling in this show is better than anything. It's so oh, yeah. good, and the way that they use the the Justice League members as like cameos, and when they would show up, you'd be like so excited, and uh, we'd be like, oh my god, the Red Tornado! I'm so excited for the Red Tornado! Like, what world is this? Why am I excited for the fucking Red Tornado? I don't know. But um, right, you, why do I, I, I was, I was. Uh, anyway, nah, it's awesome. Young Justice is all is amazing TV show. I love it. It's yeah, definitely. It's- Probably the best rendition of what I imagine. Like, if you were to take, if you were to modernize 
what I saw on that comic, on the same comic book page that you were talking about, Tim, it would have been Young Justice. It would have been some version of Young Justice. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Like, that yeah. tone and that, like, level yeah. is definitely mm-hmm. something you'd get out of Young Justice and yeah. less Teen Titans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What can I say? I like, I have a penchant for the dramatic. I like stuff when it's, like, you know, <laughs> serious and cool and, like, I don't know. I like when, when it's the, the Jane Austen fandom. Exactly. Right, exactly. It's, it's my number two. Um, so uh, awesome. Thank you so much, Ian. Uh, I am going to throw things over. Hold on. <clears throat> I have to wipe the, the joy from my face. Okay, I'll cover up my cheeks. I'm going to throw things over to Linda, the camera okay. gal. Thank you, Abit Alchemy. I appreciate that so much. No problem. Get the mood lighting. You guys, calm down. <laughs> so these are the, these are our Daria impressions, but it does feel a little bit like bedroomy. But like, whatever. Mm. it is a little sexier now. It is. Yeah. I was going to say it that. Is. Yeah. It is. Spice it, it up. Is. Yeah. So, so Linda, talk to us about your first fandom. Well, it's a toss-up because I don't really remember. So I'm going to talk about two, and Perfect. the first one's going to be Gem and the Holograms. Nice. <laughs> My family had the VHS tapes, which I still have to this day with me. And they're all beat up, and they were all taped up. But yeah, the the show had two intros. That's how badass it was, and had, you know, the after school special commercials in between. You know, the why did you do that? That's so wrong. You should be <laughs> a better human being. <laughs> nice. Jam <laughs> expects more from you. Yeah, oh, that like just all the the soundtracks. I still listen to them as I work. I still have them on repeat. Nice. And then, um, the is it true? Are the misfits better? Yes. Are their songs better? <laughs> I do agree. I like them okay. though. Mm-hmm. Okay. With or without Danzig? Mm, <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second one is X Men because I I really don't remember which one I started with first. So yeah. I used to watch all the X Men. I had all the comics, had all the the T shirts and everything, nice. and was rocking all that stuff. So. And my go-to, I know you're going to ask, is Rogue. Nice. nice. Okay. Linda, cool. I just met her at C2E2. I just met Rogue. Uh, you met the physical on... comic character? Oh. No, like the, the actress. And um, she she told me, she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I also did the voice of uh, Asia uh, Chan Clan from, um, from Outlaw Star. And then my head literally exploded and then oh just God, regrew yeah. like, like Men in Black, but. Oh my god! Yeah. They're out there now. It really stings. Did you ask about stunt dogs? <laughs> yeah, Tony Galoob. You're right. Uh, to Tony Galoob. Yes, <laughs> Tony Galoob. They're Justin. out there doing cons, so you can go and you can meet, um, you know, Gambit's Chris Potter, who was the son from, um, uh, was it uh, Kung Fu: The Legend Continues? And um, can't uh, what's his name? Um, I met him. I met Kale him. Kale Dodd. Kale yeah, Dodd's Cal, out there. Cal, Cal Dodd. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the I'm TV a, I'm movie. The guy. I don't, I don't know if you've seen the TV movie. That was my favorite from the nineties. Oh. Was yeah. it Generation X? Generation, Generation X. X. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. With they a banshee and that. yeah, and then and, and then they uh, had like a uh, rogue Jubilee. was yeah like super buff and stuff like that, and was just scared to show how buff she was and stuff. Like that. that that was my favorite. That, <laughs> Did that you ever TV see the movie. Pride of the X Men? Uh I. I vaguely saw it, and then I was, uh, I was doing something. So what a piece of fruit! Yeah. So, so, so what's the deal? It was like a, a, a failed pilot, like a one episode failed. Ah, pilot. she's just a kid. Oh, I'm from Canada. Throw another. Yeah, no, they're really just throw another beaver on the Barbie. 
That was the same animation company, guys, as Gem and the Holograms, by the way, and G.I. Joe and all that. They had all the same See? voice actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, Michael, Michael Bell was Mike Cyclops Bell, yep. in that. Nice. Yep. Yeah, man. I mean, that's why that's why all these are like so quintessential for everybody because it was just, it was such like an amazing production team. Like it is so mm-hmm. memorable for so many people, all their different stuff. Uh, and yeah, the white I mean, queen I, I, talked I, I, about huge. herself in the in the third person. She's she was she she's like telling stories about her. She's like, oh, men fall prey before the white queen. It's like, lady, like, that's you, nobody. Lady. What are you what are you doing right now? What are you who are you monologuing to? Like you're you're not even talking to the other people that are here. You're just they're already dead. You're just talking to nobody. This like is only was, for you. She was straight up insane in that. Insane. In the membrane. Yeah. Insane in the brain. I actually had a game of gal about X-Men fandom. Because uh, you mentioned that X-Men might have been one of your one of your first fandoms, but which part of that media? Was it the comics? Was it the TV show? Was it which was one it of started like- with the TV show and then worked its way to the comics? And then when the Phoenix saga started, I was just like blown away. And they didn't oh, do it yeah. right with the early two thousands movies. I didn't like the Phoenix saga. Uh, that's actually why I asked. I was uh, I was gonna give a, another notable mention to the Phoenix saga. That was the first graphic novel I ever read. So yeah, that's all I-, I have I have it still. It's still wrapped yeah, up in plastic. Yeah, the original one I read, yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. an amazing story. Amazing story. I could definitely see why the X-Men were in Gateway. Oh, yeah. That's, for sure. That's got to be one of the all-time greatest like story arcs in, in comics. Because, like, oh, I, that, that yeah. it's like, it's right up there with Pac-Man to classic gaming. The Phoenix Saga is to, like, classic <laughs> comic story arcs. Like, <laughs> everyone has heard of the Dark Phoenix Saga. Like, yeah. even if you've never read it, it's so freaking just, like, oh, seminal. And, yeah. um, that's definitely one that I've, I've always gems. wanted to read the whole thing. I've never gotten to, but yeah, it's incredible. The good yeah, part is when they when they get to space and deal with like you know, go meet the Shi'ar and Gladiator and and all that good stuff, and and they're just mad at Jean Grey for once being the host of the Phoenix, and she's like, "Look, I'm I'm better." I'm better now. <laughs> get off the drugs. Stop doing the drugs. I haven't. She's like, I haven't had a flare up in quite some time. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how that went. Come on, just just one bump of the Phoenix. Come on. Oh, no, I'm off of it. I'm off. Of it. It's, a, it's in. It's in the. It's in my daughter. You can't quit now. cold Phoenix. You can't do that. <laughs> no, I, I didn't read a whole ton of like X Men. I mean, I read a few of them like way back in like you know the late '80s, early '90s, or whatever. And the one thing that kind of stuck with me a little bit, uh, there was like a few characters like um, Colossus and Mister Sinister. Were like the two that really stick out the most. For some reason, those those two are wearing the most fabulous, you know, come f me boots like ever. <laughs> you look at like old pictures of Colossus and Mr. Sinister. They got the thigh high like leather boots going on. And oh, it's good. like, hey, yes, you'd be fabulous out there. Yeah, so they don't draw them like that anymore. They need to keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, actually, the very yeah. the very the very first panel in uh, oh, Giant Size X Men. Uh, there we go. Look at those. Yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> I remember the very first panel of Giant Size X Men number one, where they introduce Colossus and Storm and Nightcrawler, and and they just join the team, and and they they appear for the first time as a team, and they're all wearing their costumes. I just remember specifically Colossus has like a line where he's like, "Oh, these American clothings are great. These beautiful." 
Oh, and I'm just like, dude, what are you wearing? Like, you have no issue at all with those shoulder pads. He watched the those Flash shoulder Gordon. pads. Yeah, and like, mm. I mean, at least Nightcrawler was like a circus guy. Like Peter Rasputin worked on a farm. He was like a guy who pushed a yeah. plow. Like just like the Guar song. Have we ever gotten the origin story of <laughs> Colossus's <laughs> outfit? Have we ever? It was that? just uh, uh, Dave Cockrum. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right. Cockrum he was. Never... Was he from Russia? I forget. No. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Not not Cockrum, but Rasputin no. was. I mean Colossus. Colossus. Yeah. It be red. That's all. Yes. Yeah. Right. They're like, make it red. They're like, reds. That's red's the only criteria there. you gave me. I'm gonna go fucking nuts. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, you made it red, but Jesus Christ, the rest of it. He's like, you said red. <laughs> I like the boots. Awesome. Specifically, like the boots. I like them going halfway up. Up my to my crotch. It's very good. The higher the battery. Very good. Very good boots. Very good um, boots. Those are fantastic uh choices uh you got there, Linda the Gamer Gal. Yeah. Um In Russia, boots. You know, I actually I actually thought uh that Ashes might choose Gem and the Holograms tonight because now historically she has been on the show. I have to uh, talking about it's a head to head match. Well, because I was like, I talked about Power Rangers and, and Pirates of the Dark Waters last time. So, but then I remembered I was also a fan of X Men. See, my childhood was just all every 70s, 80s, Thanks, and Billy. 90s because of all the, the oh, yeah. generations oh, yeah. that I grew up that had all the VHS tapes. So I was exposed to a lot of stuff. Mm. Give, give yeah. me Elephant Show any day. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, skinnamarinky dinky dink. Yeah, skinnamarinky do. <laughs> I love I, you, and by uh, you I mean you. everyone here. Yeah. yeah, you're you're all wonderful. Yes. Uh, so so we are she actually came in on a spider's uh, web. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It made no sense at the time. There was no context, but now <laughs> I understand. There was skinnamarinky sh- sh- stuff stuff going on. Skinnamarinky business. <laughs> Stuff. I don't know. Stuff shenanigans. I was trying to combine skin and marink and shenanigans, and my brain broke. Skin and ranigans. Skin and ranigans. I couldn't do it. Can't be done. Or file not found. Can't be done. Try. Yeah. Yeah. Try again later. It's something like this. Um, Linda, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big X Men fan. Going way back to, I loved, I loved, Uncanny. Uncanny was my is is basically my big long running like from the 80s title that i have read a lot of you know like mm-hmm. 15 the, the or uncanny i will say covers were awesome like they just uncanny had, is so good yeah they yeah. had some great ones wolverine all the like they would just mesh up like a lot of cultures and put them together well that was the, that was the great thing about that um 1975 team team right like you know you, you like suddenly x-men because originally they're just like you know five white kids from fucking Connecticut and then they you know Dave Cochran comes in and and he's like well because well you're not a kid anymore so shut up but uh shut up you but it's you got you got you know you got a Canadian an African lady uh a German blue guy uh you know technically Sunfire was there from Japan uh, yeah. You had Banshee for a minute, uh, who was from Ireland. You had uh, Th- uh, Thunderbird, Native American. I mean, like, 
all these like it was just the international team and i think that's truly what made x-men special but it Mm -hmm. like for the first uh 10 years or something i mean i don't think it started in 65 i think it started in like 67 or i can't recall exactly but 73 is when uh giant size came out no 75 is giant size is it yeah but i don't remember when the the original number one came out but there was a good amount of time there where yeah they're just like you know you know five white kid preppies yeah just the mayonnaise mob yeah pretty much (laughs) <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Even you can't even count. You can't even count like Beast as a blue guy because he wasn't then. Nah, he wasn't. So nope, he was mayonnaise. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, awesome. I I just I love I love the internationality yeah. about you know it's there's so much inclusivity with X Men and uh, yeah they were they were doing it in 1975 so. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Got to got to be a huge factor why you know it was so popular. I mean, there's, it's just it's such a, a visual spectacle. There's so much to look at, but there's a character for everybody, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's another great series that has had so many like substantial, awesome iterations over the years. Whether it was the comics or the various different cartoons, mm-hmm. or you know, I mean, uh, I feel like. En- most f- people who have been a fan of the X-Men, you know, comics or cartoons have played an X-Men game. Like most of them are honestly, or a lot of them are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NES ones are a little iffy, but, um, you know, I, I think that it's, it is a amazing series and I, I cannot wait for it to have a really substantial new entry going forward. Um, because X-Men rules. It's, it's well, so yeah. bringing back the nineties uh, cartoon show and a lot of people are pretty happy yep. about that. So, Yep, 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 which is awesome, and that's that's definitely all playing on nostalgia and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, hey, that's that's what it's all about for a lot of people. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so here we are. We are pretty close to the end of the first half, but we're gonna do one more, and then we're gonna we're gonna do some some different stuff. Uh, we don't go to ads, so I have to like rewrite my brain to be like, don't do the ad break thing. We're just going. Um, so uh, so so Steve, hey Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to tell us about your first fandom? <clears throat> oh, what happened? Uh, There's graphics. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Play your theme song. Yep. Play your, play your theme song. <laughs> I'm not going to touch the songs anymore. It, yeah. it causes problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the graphics, God damn it! I loaded them, so I'm going to use them. Okay, so I wanted to pick something that was I, I really like could have chosen so many i wanted to pick something i knew nobody else would go for and uh damn it i did I new kids on the block I just, damn I it don't think, <laughs> i don't think anybody in even because we asked this you know the octoponder this i think like in the group nobody picked this either although there are a lot of answers but um i wanted to pick something that truly was like number one what was my first like first like when i was a little little kid so I didn't pick anything cool. I picked something that's just the truth. Like the first thing that I was so into that I like had to watch when it was on. And I started to thinking about it, started thinking about it, like even when it wasn't on and I was anticipating the next day's episode and I was, you know, into the characters and there was like actual, I, I talk about this all the time, the world building aspect where you have characters that you don't see all the time, but they are there, they exist. And now, you know, they live over there and, and we're going to meet them later. So what the hell am I talking about? I am talking about, <clears throat> The Flintstones. Did you guys hear that? There's like a loud. There's cars. I don't know. No. I'm talking about at your house. 
Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Wow. Oh, my God. The deep lore. Like yes. Lady Elaine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, I loved this show so much when I was like three or four years old. Uh, maybe even younger. Honestly, I'm, I'm not sure. But it ran, you guys ready for this? For 31 seasons and wow. 912 episodes. Wow. From 1968 to 2001. Uh, it's an American half-hour educational children's television series. It was created and hosted, of course, by American treasure, Fred Rogers. And he did host every episode. And uh, he wrote music for it. He performed all the puppets. He, he wrote the material. He did everything. Like, he did... I mean, he didn't do everything. They had a crew. But this was seriously... Uh, an amazing show for little kids that nothing else was quite like it on the air. So, okay. I know that's easy to say, right? Well, I found this really cool quote. Um, it was from this, um, this lady, Kathy Murlock Jackson, who was a writer on the show and she was actually comparing it to Sesame street and what made it so different. Okay, um, totally and she said, while both shows do target the same preschool audience and prepare children for kindergarten, Sesame Street concentrates on school readiness skills, while Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood focuses on the child's developing psyche and feelings and sense of moral and ethical reasoning. So, which is like um, really not tangible for a lot of shows. Like just that's, making that's like just making you a good person. It's just it wants you to be good in your own skin. Like so much of this show is accepting you the way you are. And accepting other people the way they are, and uh, you know, knowing that it's okay to not be okay, and to ask for help, and sometimes you have bad days, and sometimes you're sad, and and you know, it's it's very much processing your emotions. And there was also like an incredible amount of really interesting stuff that he went and did. And you know, at the heart of this show is this this man who is just 100% genuine. He's not playing a character. He's literally just the way he is he's like keanu reeves like he's just that he's just this weird nice guy who yep. you think is probably secretly like a, a child murderer or something and it's like oh my god not one person his entire life had anything bad to say about him it's unbelievable Actual no no scan treasure. no scandal scandal ever came out about fred Ro fred rogers nothing whatsoever he was just apparently the most wonderful guy ever um so so it was a half hour show. I'll try to get things through things uh, fairly quick. He would do all sorts of different stuff. Part of the show was would take place in Rogers, you know, it's supposed to be his house, the house set. And he would talk to the audience. He would feed his fish. He would do different stuff. And he would sometimes have a, uh, a knock at the door and he'd be like, oh, let's see who's at the door. And, you know, you would have a little a little skit with some person. They had a cast of people who were real people that he just met in life along the way and just said hey do you want to be a character on my show it's pretty much how it went um you basically had a podcast i mean kind of and sometimes sometimes th those uh people would turn into uh let's leave You're the fired. set let's <laughs> let's leave the set and go see what you do for a living let's go to your job and see what you do and sometimes you would get to see that kind of stuff um all sorts of different things. It wasn't always the same every single episode. Um, 
a lot of the elements are there from time to time, but you know, it, sometimes he would have uh, celebrities would stop by. I remember the lady who played the Wicked Witch of the West in Wizard of Oz. I remember distinctly being in an episode, and he wanted wow. little kids to know that she wasn't really a witch. And it's just it's silly to say that. Damn, but that's these nice. are like these are like three year olds, you know, two or three or four year olds that are watching this, you know, and 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 uh, it was really cool. So then, of course, the uh, the part of the episode that. I most hotly anticipated, and I think most kids, was when he would do the second part of the episode and go into the neighborhood of make-believe. And uh, he was very, it was important to him that when he told these stories with all the puppets and all this fantasy stuff, he wanted kids to know that it wasn't real. He wanted, he made very clear, okay, it's not real. Today we're going to pretend that something's going on with the characters. And you had the trolley. The trolley was kind of like your your portal to yeah. and from and he had this trolley little trolley so cool. um that would uh, appear in his kitchen on this little track that he actually when he sits down he, the controls to the trolley are right there he would just like uh he's kind of he would sit in a way where you couldn't tell that his hand was kind of over and there was like uh, just the controls for the trolley to go back and forth kind of cool and then he would just kind of talk to it and the trolley would ding and just kind of move back and forth just real quick kind of do this and uh and then you know he would whisk us off to the land of make-believe which is different set and there was all puppets there were people in costume and uh it was it was just fun and um so to get back to this pervasive world building thing which is something that i've appreciated my whole life and as a writer and all these you know things that i it's, it's tends to be a thing that makes me love something um right. so anyway um there are other places just like you know the simpsons takes place in springfield but there's shelbyville like well okay so he had um he had a place that was called southwood we never went there but um there was a character that was from southwood uh there was another place that was just simply called someplace else and it was this sort of outdoor farmish region. And uh, he went to someplace else and there were certain characters that lived there. There was a little donkey puppet named Donkey Hody, which is a really <laughs> solid <laughs> reference, honestly, that obviously Good I didn't shit. get as a kid. Um, donkey Hody. Yeah, Donkey Hody. And um, then there was, this is the main thing I wanted to mention. Uh, so there was this character. Uh, he, I don't remember if they ever said like where he was from, but he would visit from wherever he was from. And his name was just on the show. It was just Reardon, and I hated saying that name. I couldn't say the R's. I was bad with the R's when I was Reardon. Yeah. Um. Who? Uh. His. Uh, when he would appear, it meant only one thing. And uh, I'll get into that now. But first, I'll. I gotta explain the way that this show would air is there would it would be on every day, right? So it would it Monday through Friday would kind of have a theme. There would be certain things that would recur from Monday show to Tuesday to Wednesday, like depending on what was going on, um, just in general. Well, when Reardon would show up, it would always be on a Monday. And uh, who was Reardon? He was played by Metropolitan Opera singer John Reardon, who was known in the neighborhood of Make Believe simply as Reardon. Uh, so this guy was actually a classmate and friend of Fred Rogers. They went to college together. So, but he was, he was literally an opera singer. And when he would show up, um, it meant that on Friday, they were going to do one of the neighborhood operas. And let me tell you, oh, shit. this was the first event 
television or event anything that existed in my before, life. Yeah, okay. Before WrestleMania. I'm telling you, the neighborhood operas was were was such a big thing. Me and my mom, like we would get so psyched, or maybe it was just me and she would like was three, so it felt like she was excited too. It's like but so basically, this is how it would go. Reardon appears on a Monday, visits the neighborhood of make believe just because he's visiting, like no no specific reason. And then there's this character, King Friday, who is a, a kind of a douchebag, but he is the king of the kingdom. And uh, and they sort of talk like this, oh Reardon, oh, and and uh, the second he would see Reardon, he's like he's like oh. Oh, we're doing another opera. You're doing an opera. I need you to do an. I command you to do an opera, and Reardon would be like, "Okay, that's not why I came, but all right." So um, he would be commanded to give him an opera on Friday of that same week, and uh, that's that's how Monday would go, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, basically he would be like Reardon working with the different characters that are on the show puppets and humans alike and just kind of figuring out what it was going to be and and you know the opera would develop you know kind of organically and uh children uh maybe that was me you were a children hold on there was a big beep i'm sorry if that was me um i couldn't hear it oh good so i guess it was me so um basically uh you know, he's just kind of figuring. So one character would be like, oh, you know what? I want to be a cow this time. And he'd be like, okay, I want to be, a, you want to be a cow. And somebody else would be like, I want to be a porpoise. And be like, well, uh, I want to okay. have porpoise. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I'm writing something with a cow and a porpoise. And it, it just kind of went like that. And uh, Hi, the stories were very random and different and stuff. And, and, um, and I'm what Von Nightmare, basically the, the pers- purpose of it all was the way that they... Decided that this is how we were going to do Thursday it. Is they wanted kids to learn about the process, just how things network. are developed, how things are made, Thursday like what goes in, you know, how's the sausage made. Um, it right. starts with a lot of different ideas. Movies, um, books, and then everybody comes together and has to kind of work together. And they turn these random, unrelated, crazy things into one cohesive thing. And that would be the opera at the end of the week on Friday. The whole entire episode would be devoted to that. That opera. Line, so you would like, like very, very so small, very reduced amounts of time Spotify, with Fred Rogers. Um, he would just go pretty much right to the make believe and, we and uh, you next spend Thursday. half an hour on the opera, basically. Um, and everything was sung, nothing was spoken word, everything was sung, and there was a story, and different people got to be the lead different times, and um, it was just a really big deal whenever there was. That whenever Reardon would show up on a Monday, it was it was a big thing. Like it real, I cannot stress that enough. How big it was and how excited we were to continue the story. And then Friday was gonna be the day. So anyway, there were thirteen operas in total uh, that were created from 1968 to 1980, and Fred Rogers wrote and composed them all. They're all all the music. All one hundred percent him. Wow, that's an impressive nice. friggin' resume. Pretty crazy. So Fred uh, said of the operas, "It helps children to see people dressed up in costumes, pretending and singing their thoughts instead of saying them, knowing it's all right to sing sad and angry songs as well as happy, carefree ones. 
I hope these op operas can encourage children to express who they really are and in doing so help them to feel better about themselves. So this is pretty much all I have to say, but I will uh, note that uh, Fred Rogers did die of stomach cancer in 2003, only two years after he wrapped the show. He, wow. he literally filmed right up until the end. He was wow. only 70. He was only 74. Um, which seems crazy. He started his first show is not this show. He was in a he is he is from America, but he his first show is actually in Canada. And a lot of the puppets that he ended up using uh, Canada were, I. were, were, were where <laughs> they eat pieces of fruit. Um, <laughs> I have a really good Canadian impression. Oh, you want to hear it? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Did you ever see the blooper? There was so, bloopers of uh, Fred Rogers cussing. <laughs> oh, that, that's got to be amazing. Whoa. It's got to be like, like, like a black, that's like a black market special. Like, like, was like, yo, you want I can never find it again. I, I saw it one time and it was it was all the, the bloopers of him because they would mess with his sweater. <laughs> they would mess with the sweater so that it wouldn't go up all the way. And then he would just, he just heard a bleep and he was like, who did this this time? And then that was it. But <laughs> his swears were probably like, he's probably Damn. like, Oh, spaghetti. They were very dumb. <laughs> like, they, they were, Fred, you was, can't was say that. <laughs> it's not okay for three-year-olds to eat spaghetti. Um, <laughs> so over his career, he received more than 40 honorary degrees and several awards, including the Presidential Medal, oh. Medal of Freedom in 2002. And uh, so just before he passed away, he got the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and he was inducted into the Television Hall of Fame in 1999. Uh, I'll end with a quote. He has so many. I just kind of liked this one. So, of course, they're all very sweet, and it's hard to pick. Uh, he says, there are three ways to ultimate success. The first way is to be kind. The second way is to be kind. The third way is to be kind. <laughs> And that's my spiel on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, an terminally uncool. Yeah, or is it? No, no. It's it's like what what is cool? Cool cool means nothing. It's like he he was an incredibly like just amazing human being, and the things that he made important to kids is the coolest thing ever. You know, no no one's ever done something like that um i, I do want to i do want to visit some more on uh mr rogers but before we do we have to bid uh adieu to the boy wonderful he he's got places to go he's got bread to win he's got bacon to make man's, man's got places to be we can't be locking them down for this whole time the wonderful can't be contained to just one square for so many, so many long hours um thank you so much ian for joining us on this uh episode it's been super awesome to have you here weighing in and heck uh, yeah man. Well, before I go, I just want to say happy 100 episodes to my favorite retro redactor guys. Um, and there it is. Have, <laughs> and I hope you guys have 100 more. Hell yeah. Thanks, Thank buddy. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon. All right, man. Play him out, Sam. Uh, it's, he's already oh. gone. It's too late. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, all right, we're done. Um yeah, Mr. Rogers, just uh, really, really an incredibly special person. And um, I mean, I watched it all the time growing up, but it's kind of a it's a thing that I would never think of as a fandom. But that's really cool that you chose that. And um, it 
it's like it's a fandom for things that he taught you that you it's not like you think about it because you're like oh remember this really great episode it's like remember that lesson that that like mr rogers gave me you remember that you know that thing that i think about that you know it's like maybe how to be a better person like those kinds of things to be memorable for kids that's pretty that's pretty awesome that's like the, that's the best yeah um mm-hmm. very cool anybody else have thoughts on mr mr rogers do you remember all the puppets names i uh, i mean i wrote some down just random ones there's so there's so many i mean there was daniel striped tiger who lived in a giant grandfather clock there's x the owl and henrietta pussycat henrietta pussycat was super annoying and she just her deal was she said meow meow before everything she was, so it was just fred doing her voice so it sounded like a man doing a girl voice like Carol so, meow. he was like meow. Meow. no meow meow oh what's meow meow going on meow meow it was she was the worst mm-hmm. uh there's king friday the 13th <laughs> queen sarah saturday Prince Tuesday, which I guess has Prince Tuesday has the designation of having the most versions of the puppet made. Like some of the other puppets, there was one. Really? Yeah. Like and Daniel there was Tiger. apparently four Prince Tuesdays. He kept changing the face. If you look up Prince Tuesday, Mr. Rogers, uh, you'll find versions of the puppet where they look nothing alike. The face he kept trying for some reason. He kept not being happy with it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, there's also Lady Elaine Fairchild, which was the ugliest thing you've ever seen. Yes, in yes. <laughs> Basically, she's like this witch-looking lady who lives in. Uh, it was called the Museum Go Round. It was this like spinning museum with multicolored pillars. It was very, very weird. She wasn't a bad guy, but she looks like a villain. She was more like the trickster. She would kind of stir up trouble, but really, she was kind of just like speaking truth to power a lot of the time that like stuff people wouldn't say so she really wasn't a bad guy at all there's also uh uh this weird mole guy i forgot all about he was corny uh cornflake s oh yeah his name was cornflake especially s being his middle, middle initial and he uh he lived in a rock yeah he was a mole and he lived in a rocking chair factory what does that have to do with the price of tea wow like such a I random know. name like there's okay. also a uh, last thing oh my god there's this character and it technically was one of the people in suits but it was called purple panda i hated purple panda it sucked it freaked me out so bad he he talked like an alien, like monotone. He's like, oh, hello, Daniel Striped Tiger. What's going on? And like, weird. he was a purple panda. But like, there was also this weird, like musical, like tone thing. Like somebody who's kind of just messing around with the Casio keyboard. They're like, it's the music like i don't know like when he talked it was it wasn't his it wasn't his theme music it was like helping him as he talked it was weird wicked weird like i i i really was unnerved by purple panda and i knew as a kid like i probably shouldn't be like there's nothing actually bad about him but like scary i'm just scared he just bothered me like yeah sometimes that's the worst bother of all is the i was i was all bothered yeah i was all bothered but yeah, I was a big right. Mr. McFeely fan. Um, speedy delivery, neighbor. You know, yeah. I loved him when he would show up. Yeah, Mc- I think McFeely is uh, Fred Rogers' middle name. It's like something like that. Like he has a he has like a last name for a middle name. Huh. I think it might be McFeely, like oh, Fred McFeely Rogers, something like that. Hey. It is. I buy it. Millhouse. <laughs> All right. Nice. Well, Mr. That. Rogers, uh, thank you so much for that, Steve. And that is yeah. uh, that's going to do the first half of our of our first impressions of our 
fandoms, our first fandoms. So I wanted to mention a couple things uh, right here. So we are going to do one of, we're going to do two things right now. First of all, we're going to announce that we're going to do a contest. Surprise! For all of you who are still here an hour and 24 minutes later, you get to have the contest. You can't just tune in at the beginning and get all the prizes and then leave. <laughs> you have to be here at minute 84 and change. And uh, and so what we need you to do is we need you to type a comment into our chat. Type your name because a lot of the Facebook users are just coming up as Facebook user. So type your name and then give us your most radical shabibin. You can spell it, it however you want. doesn't matter how you spell it. You can use whatever sort of capitalization, however many letters, however many exclamation points. As long as it reads, like, phonetically, Shabibin, give it to us. And mm-hmm. we will enter you into a contest to win a pretty cool prize. Steve, do you want to tell them what it is? Sure. So we recently had uh, just an absolute great time talking to frank conniff from mystery science theater 3000 and that episode has not actually aired yet but you guys are in full a treat let me tell you and uh well uh so in honor of that now and also in honor of having chris gers back on who's the producer of the mads are back uh, where Frank is currently working. He has this great show. The Mads are back. Anyway, so we're going to kind of do a little bit of a prize from them and uh, offer you guys, whoever whoever wins is going to get a signed book from Frank. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, just enter. Give us your name. And uh, we will, I'm not going to say what book it is, uh, but it'll be a book from Frank and it'll be signed for sure. That's what I'm going to say. So, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. Uh, so I am just writing down everybody who's an official uh, entrant. Uh, so the other okay. thing that we're going to do is I want to uh, I want to ask what we feel like for this this kind of octoponderish section. Usually the middle, we do a question and all that stuff. So I, I just posted the same question to Facebook. So I can either read through a list of, of, of what the fandoms were that were mentioned, like aggregated across everybody and not mention specific names, or I can try to quickly read through the comments and basically I will just pick out the person's name and what the fandom is. I will not read the whole comment. If you guys want to be a part of that conversation, go to the Facebook page and check that out. Uh, but if you... Um, if you want, I could do it that way too. That way we're at least giving credit to the Retroids, which is kind of what I want to do. It'll just take longer. But like, I can do it quickish. How, how are we feeling? How, how are people on time? Are there, is there anybody well, else who desperately needs to leave too? Because I don't want to... It is an hour and a half in. Um, so I think, I think Expedience is our friend, personally. Yes. Expedia.com. Hashtag not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not with that attitude. I mean, <laughs> shit, you know what? You're right. Yeah, I am sponsored. Damn it! Is that a better so, attitude? So ask the question, and I'll 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 put up I'll put up the the graphic one more time because goddamn it, I got it in here. So, so I just need you all to octo ponder this. Although there's actually no there's not like a pondering. Um, I'm just gonna read stuff, but yeah. Uh, so so uh, we just we asked you all the same question. We said, what what was your first fandom? And so uh, going through the list in order, and those of you out there who are listening know who you are because you wrote the thing I'm going to say, and chances Mm -hmm. are you were unique, Mm -hmm. unless you wrote Star Wars, and then you were like one of 40 people. Um, So yes, so for for these fandoms, we have Masters of the Universe, Star Wars, D&D, Gargoyles, Sesame Street, 
Final Fantasy, uh, Gundam, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Superman, X-Men. Oh, wait, shit. Should I do this like a pokey rap? Hold on. Okay. Yeah, can you? I was <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Universe, yeah. Star Wars, D&D, Gargoyle, Sesame Street, Final Fantasy, Gundam, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Superman, X-Men, TMNT, and Labyrinth, Lego, Hammer, Horror Movies, E.T., Voltron, and Batman, Rainbow Bright, Blues Clues, The Electric Company, Mr. Rogers, Disney, Kaiju, The Tick, New Kids, Gotta Catch Em, Catch Em, Gotta Catch Em All, Gotta Catch Em all first fandoms blam <laughs> um but also i missed three there's like yes. Mar- mario bros rocky yes. and bullwinkle yes. and jim henson <laughs> i didn't scroll down enough but but you did now you did it you did it you know for the first time ever all i right. just i just i just kept hearing the guy go knit arena gold bat cat like as i'm reading this fucking yeah. list i'm just like mm-hmm. hearing the pokey rap i'm like i should just do mm-hmm. it. um mm-hmm. yeah i mean those are those are incredible first fandoms. Can we just mm-hmm. talk about that the tick made the list? Fuck yeah. Can we talk about right, yeah. uh Rainbow Bright? That's awesome. Steve, you I mean you were into Rainbow Bright enough. Like it, I'm it still was into a, Rainbow Bright. You kidding yeah, me? Right. It's amazing. Like, it was color really kids? well done. Come the on. Fucking, like animation was so good. Um <laughs> Lego, obviously huge. Huge and different for so many people. You know, we just had a Lego episode that was really, really fun to talk about. Um we got a mention of Labyrinth. Uh Hell yeah! I, I mean, I loved Labyrinth growing up, and it's so yeah. it's so like dark and weird. And a lot of people my age and everything didn't like Labyrinth uh-oh, growing uh-oh. up because they were just not really you feeling just, it. You just said Labyrinth, and Cooper's on the show, so oh, that means shit. he's running Cooper against some Labyrinth. In he's going to come back older. with a full Labyrinth. Uh, oh my God. Wait, can where's, we see the bulge? Where's the bulge? the bulge? Show <laughs> me the bulge. Is that nineteen eighties? David Bowie from the movie <laughs> Labyrinth. He, he came this in a blind David box. Bowie wow. From the Ziggy <laughs> Stardust. From the Ziggy Stardust tour. Bowie to Bowie. It's a walk-off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Bowie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Jareth was definitely a, an awakening for, for very... With very realistic bulge. I mean, that's what we're waiting for. Thank you! We were fucking asking I don't know why you're, I don't know why you're withholding the bulge. I mean... Show it! Dude, there's no battle. Just give us the bulge. <laughs> yeah, there's no battle. <laughs> this isn't Throwdown Thursday for crying out loud. For Peter's sake. See what I did there, for Ashes? For Pete's sake! See what I did there? See what I did there? Mm-hmm. I plugged okay. that show. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, also, D and D was interesting because it was mentioned as a reference to the cartoon. Cartoon, not, right? Not just the game D and D, but D and D the cartoon, which is an excellent show uh, that Steve you introduced me to, and it's it's so good. I really, really wish something like that was was out now. I mean, I think Vox Machina is kind of like the you know the best D and D like show. Mm. Um, I mean, it yeah, is, as long as we don't bring D&D up the early two thousands movie, we're good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just tried yeah, to watch yeah, that again. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, so, yeah, I know. It's Those so unwatchable. And I was so sure Jeremy Irons was gonna be awesome, and he just, he just, he just couldn't. He couldn't help. Ugh. I liked him better uh, in that movie where he was a twin gynecologist, and that's what? really not saying much. You know, it's what? it's that friggin' uh, it's it's the movie where um, they're they're remaking it right now with Rachel Weisz. Oh yeah, right. Dead, uh, like dead right ringers. now, down the hall. Yeah, right there. It's called <laughs> Dead Ringers. Yeah, Dead, dead ringers. ringers. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the movie by the guy who did Cronenberg. Why couldn't I fucking think of that? Uh, yeah, I'm <gasps> kidding no though, because that movie honestly was rough. 
Also, based on a real, like, true story, kind of. I don't know. Weird. Anyway, Colleen Jeremy says, Irons save it. She, Colleen says she's disappointed to learn that that Bowie actually stuffed his bulge for that movie. That is disappointing. I'm disappointed oh. now. Well, actually, he had to stuff it with negative stuffing to make his bulge smaller. <laughs> oh, it's a nice terrible. Not sure if yeah. that's how that works. Yeah, Somebody he just, just put small black holes in his pants, and then just I don't know. like it just. I, he needed it, he needed to make it kid appropriate. I, right. Yeah. I just don't. Dude's know humble. Dude, David Bowie. Nothing if not mold. humble. Yeah, man. Yeah, the he's Care like, Bears. The Care Bears just got mentioned oh. up uh, in a in a comment there too. Uh, that's a that's another good one. Yep. The yep, Care Bears, Bears. Was, was was one I loved a lot. Yeah, I didn't. I think I had a movie. I think I had the movie Scares recorded. There was numerous numerous movies. Yeah. I had one and luckily, luckily like for all of us, but especially Ashes, we we don't have Patsy here to complain about the enslaved stars. Oh, he's sitting yeah. behind me. If you want him to join, he's here. <laughs> he's here. <laughs> he's here in, in spirit. Trust and believe. He's playing Jedi. He's here uh, with spirit. You, you think say, that's if, I, if I'm here, he's now? not far behind. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Patsy, uh, we can feel you, brother. But it is true that those stars are sad. Um, but the but the bears care. They do. They care. They super care. So so yeah. I mean that that's the segment. That's the bit. That's, okay. That's, that's the tweet. Guys, that that's this week's octoponder. This that is. I mean, uh, yeah. It, there was there was seventy four collective comments on on the Facebook page, which was fucking nuts. So thank you, um, everybody out there who who weighed in. That is incredible. I wish I could read them all, but alas, the day marches on. Time time does not stand still at the Iron Hill. We have mm. to keep going. So uh, we are going to move forward into. The second half, and we're going to kick things off with none other than the Amalgamama herself, Taryn. What's up? Talk to us. Mine actually just got mentioned. Facebook user said Care Bears, and I was like, yep. <laughs> no kidding. So that was me, and I had to reach way back for that memory. Nice. Um, but I didn't do dolls, like Barbie dolls, those dolls where their eyes fly open when you lay them down, to this day. <laughs> I don't like dolls. Creepy. <laughs> yeah. Same yes. with my wife. My wife is like, no. I mean, yeah, like, if the dolls look creepy, it's okay. If the dolls look normal, problems. <laughs> like they're hiding shit. I don't like, like, gonna yeah. fuck belly is uncanny. I don't like it either. Even mannequins. Kurt Gable torments me with his mannequins. <laughs> yeah, with the Freddie Mercury mustache. Yeah. <laughs> so. That being said, it was uh, it was the Care Bears, and I don't know if it's because they seemed safe because they weren't like humanoid. Um, but my mom, I remember, I used to share a room with my sister, and I was maybe eight ish, and my mom painted our room sky blue, and then she did Care Bears murals all over the walls. Oh wow! So, yeah, so we had the rainbows cool. and the clouds, and she painted the bears, and I remember having um, the bears, and I didn't look up their names because I don't remember. I didn't want to remember the names. I remember the pictures. Like I remember the rainbow. Um, I remember the cloud. Like I remember what they looked like. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was awesome to have that memory come back to me because I haven't thought about that in a in a very so long cool. time. 
that, <laughs> that right there is like why doing stuff like this is so much fun for i think for so many people i mean we are we are far from you know there are so many nostalgic podcasts out there but it's not just remembering the stuff that you already remember well it's that it's like digging up stuff and being just so like happy to think about it again you know that's yeah. that's really cool nice it is. and and yes uh patrick i know his name is clown pounder i avoid saying it <laughs> Kirk used, used to send me pictures like he would just chat me pictures of the mannequin because he knew how much i hated this thing <laughs> cloud 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 <laughs> so, and his um, brother one, but i also want to mention a, another one <laughs> this is that one that i talked about a little bit i remember my first exposure to fans like to mm -hmm. a fandom before I felt it myself. So I had a babysitter and she had friends and they loved New Edition. And it was wow. everything. It was posters and concerts and t-shirts and all that stuff. And I think that was my first exposure to what it looked like to really be a super fan. Wow. And I think from that, there was a spinoff to um, Bobby Brown, uh, who was another one of, of my fandoms. I had his poster. This is pre-Whitney Houston, um, <laughs> my prerogative era, mm -hmm. Bobby Brown. Wow. And I remember I had his poster on my ceiling, um, and it, he wasn't even handsome. So I can't even say like it, it was it, sex appeal or anything. It wasn't that. He didn't even have that going for him, poor guy. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it's because he knew what the word prerogative meant, and I was attracted to that. And you're like, he's so smart. He has, <laughs> yeah. That was a fifty dollar word. <laughs> I think so, Let's and it's so go. bad. That maybe, um, I don't know. Around two thousand. 12 probably i was a teacher in fairfax county and i was teaching this class and one of the vocabulary words was prerogative and this girl was like oh you mean that song by britney spears and i oh, stopped no. the class literally you stopped the class and said no. punched her in the mouth <laughs> <laughs> britney spears did not write that song and i made that entire class watch bobby brown's my prerogative video at that moment that's so, you gotta awesome. you gotta teach the children Yep. And then after that, I continued on with the class. Like, Sometimes like, you no, got to You're not gonna have me walking around thinking Britney Spears wrote that song. No. He was no uh, on the way. Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack, Taryn, and he actually does a cameo in the movie. I, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, and it's a very specific era, Bobby Brown, because he just, I don't know, degenerated uh, after a while. But I, I can Ooh. still see that poster very clearly. I still see the My Prerogative video. I can still see him dancing. So I think that was my first, um, my first thing where I had to have like all the mm -hmm. merchandise for it. He started yeah. pronouncing that first R in prerogative. Say that again. <laughs> the first R in prerogative is like when I, whenever I look up that word, like it's like P R E R O. It's like oh, I, I just never. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, I, I, I never heard the first R. I guess <laughs> just I always just never heard that either. It's prerogative. It comes before. Yeah, it's before the rogative. Shit, you just oh. Berenstein Bears my fucking ass. I didn't know that the word prerogative was spelt like this. What? Nelson what Mandela. Problem. What are you doing? Yeah, here? you just Mandela'd all over my word bank, bro. Yeah. Holy shit. So we're stepping back before the rogative. Prerogative. So right. It comes before. Yeah. Well, yes. then when are we That's, rogative? It, it, right now. It implies the existence. When of will then be now? We just missed it. Sir. When? Yeah. Oh, we just missed it, sir. <laughs> Holy when will then be now? Soon. Everybody in the chat right now, type how you think prerogative is spelled without looking it up. If you already looked it up, then you're disqualified, but I won't know. 
Uh, <laughs> and you're not going to win anything. But do it. You're not going to win anything. Actually, no. You'll win the other ha- super secret super you'll win, prize. Remember, which is remember which is fun. Which is having fun. Yeah. That's that's oh, no. the prize. <laughs> no. Well, the prize is the friendships you made along the way. The prizes are the uh, wrongly spelt prerogatives we made along the way. It's my prerogative. <laughs> Why are we always overwhelmed or underwhelmed? Why can't we just be whelmed? That right there is from <laughs> Young Justice. Young Justice, that, yep. That was Robin's wait whole thing. Yes. <laughs> Why can't we just be whelmed? Mm. So Young Justice. Here. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, all right. Well, awesome. Uh, thank you, Taryn. Those were both really interesting to talk about. Uh, I probably won't stop thinking about Clown Pounder for like five to ten more days, but it'll go. Away it'll eventually. happen. Is the and is honestly, the it wasn't even your intention. It it was it was passy. I mean, come on. <laughs> and oh I mean, would, like, could you expect anything else? Um, all right, so we are gonna we're gonna swing things around to our our. Our, our our broski here, uh, Nintendo-ski. We, uh, uh, we want to hear from you. You've been doing a great job monitoring your comments, but you're a pretty cool guy. I, we want to know what you're a fan of. Okay, so, well, I don't want to take credit for that. Actually, uh, Justin's been doing that. So oh, you guys thank, are just thank, thank you, you Justin. Just yeah, he sent a private chat. He's like, I do you want me to do it? I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't know what step the hell I'm doing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, well, good job, Justin. Yeah. You also rock. He's Thanks. a good but, but Nintendo, he, he, he deserves a prize. He does. He, <laughs> you also get a super secret happy prize of fun. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I love fun. Fun is our favorite thing. Yeah, uh, all right, Nintendo, yeah. talk to us, man. Sure. Um. So my yeah. Th- th- thanks, Steve. <laughs> it's his prerogative. That's my prerogative. Yes. Um. Yeah. So my my first fandom is um. Uh, Transformers. Uh, oh, yeah. I loved it as a kid. Not so much now. But um, what really set it off me was the, the uh, 1986 movie. Still to this day, it's the best Transformers movie. Like I fucking hate the live action ones. I think they're all garbage. But that um, that's okay. okay. That's okay. It, Fine. This is what but this is the face you make. That's the face when you every, you... Time, every time I watch it. Yes. Michael Bay, more like Michael. Michael, More like Michael Nay. Nay. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Oh, have anyone seen like the previews for like the upcoming like um, Beast Wars movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It looks. I'm curious. Like, yeah, I want to. I I think it looks cool. I want to see. I think it looks pretty cool too. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I mean, looks is one thing, but how's the story? Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. But yeah, I mean, Unicron. Is yep. mentioned, they kind of show him in the, in the oh, they show him so. totally as the, yeah. the planet goes to star screen. He looks better. That's neat, that's pretty neat. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I love the, the the movie, which prompted me to want to get all the toys. Mm-hmm. I remember getting um, Super Optimus Prime, where he actually transformed into his trailer. <laughs> so then at the end, yeah. he was just a box, <laughs> or what? what? We, we are living in a box. We are living in a cardboard box. We are living in a box. Yeah. So I bought. I I had all the toys. My favorite one was uh, Six Shot. And what was cool about him was that he turned into six different things. He turned into a, a wolf, uh, a car, a jet, a gun, 
maybe a spatula or in a frying pan. I can't remember the other two are. There's but, a gun um, jet and then also gun, like a different gun. Yeah. yeah. And then like <laughs> tank, the jet though. Like a tank with a gun and another <laughs> tank on top. There was there was like a there was like a yeah, there was like a with jet the, pack a, with a tank in it. A, to a Sega Genesis with a 32X attached to a Sega CD. Wow, with Doom? Uh, with it was It was like a tank that was like riding on another tank. And there was like <laughs> the cover shot, of Aerosmith pump. And it shot tanks. <laughs> <laughs> little, yeah. little articulated hands. They held tanks. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One one of the the, the things that I I mean I, I want I wanted to be a Transformer like when I was a kid. Because fuck me and human. Being human sucks, but um, you know what they say, Joe. You can be anything you want to be when you grow up, but you can't really be a transformer or true. a porpoise. They, they say that all the time. But you can have or porpoise. Um, yeah, um, kind of so one of my favorite things in in the movie was the exosuit that the character Daniel uh, was in, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make my own, so I <laughs> grabbed a bunch of boxes and kind of like made like my own little exosuit and that it was it was transform. just as good it was just as oh good. It, it was like well in my mind it was like way better but um <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually oh, actually oh i'm no. so offended that you thought it was only just as good i, oh, walk, I, 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 I remember walking up to my parents and saying hey look i'm a transformer my parents like oh cool he looks like he's trash <laughs> is he gonna do this forever <laughs> uh my my new psychiatrist after this. Um, it's because yeah. you let him listen to that. Unlocking a lot music. of trauma, show. Oh, that's Yeah, yeah, and that soundtrack. I've always loved that soundtrack too. Was, that was soundtrack fantastic. is second. Still, time. still the best. So I mean, I've always, I've always said this about you. You, you. If nothing else, you have to give Joe that he does have the touch. It's true. See, you actually even have the power. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In I'm that touching order. It. I'm touching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? See? Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. saying. We got, we I've got always said that about Dan you. Bush. That was that was kind of like a, a life-changing moment there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Not going to stand Bush. That was, that was the best thing. One, one of the best things. So freaking good. If you guys haven't seen it, you have to watch it. It's on our YouTube channel. Uh, it's also on streaming on uh, <laughs> Pinecast. <laughs> this is... It was so good. I I loved it. Yeah. Andy Zaman yeah. says nice he wore party. a. Uh, Andy Zaman says I wore a tomato cage from my mom's garden and pretended I was a cyborg. So <laughs> no, that's quite the magic. So you guys might need to go to therapy together. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, they both look like trash. It's it's fine. It's like we're trash buddies. Z- Zombie says I don't know if you should say you have the touch nowadays. <clears throat> It's true. As long it's as true, long yeah. yeah. As long as you you know you have plenty of context. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Context. Context is your friend, Joe. Who's your favorite from the movie, Joe? Uh, for uh, Transformers. Like new new Transformers. It could be like a generation or, one. It could be like no. one of the new ones. Who is your favorite? Oh, um, uh, Six Shot is definitely one of them. I loved at the time. I loved Hot Rod. Oh yeah. Yep. At the time, um, Springer. Um, I Springer's love Springer. my fave. Yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh, so few good green cool. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah you don't see a lot of green guys. Um, uh, let's see for newer ones. I don't know. I haven't really been <clears> keeping <throat> up with Transformers 
lately. I meant just <laughs> but, from uh, the eighty-six. Yeah, from the from the eighty-six movie. The movie, the movie, the like, movie like, yeah. Um, mm, Rekar was pretty cool. I like. I like. Rekar was uh, cool. The way how we talked. Nah, we kind of, yeah, with, uh, it was interesting. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. You talk, TV. We talk, TV. I have better things to do today than die. <laughs> That's so badass. That is definitely one of the best lines in the whole today movie. Today than sure. die. But of course, you can't this forget. This is bad comedy. Of course, you can't. You can't forget about Spike Megatron. Saying, you can't forget about Spike saying, "Oh shit." What are we gonna do now? <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, you fun. can't see that shit. You gotta oh. say like spaghetti or something. Oh, <laughs> swear Rogers. like Mister. Speaking of swear, swear like Mister Rogers. You gotta be like, ah, oh, Franks and beans. You can't say shit. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. The yeah. the eighties movie is definitely like if if someone has not experienced Transformers whatsoever, I would say watch watch this. You know, mm-hmm. watch the 1986 right. Transformers movie and just it, see how you feel about it afterwards. It's, <clears throat> and you have to really, really enjoy the 80s. Really, like, that's oh, yeah. important. If you it don't love 80s the 80s, tastic. if the 80s annoys you, just just skip it. Just skip yeah. it. It's, it's the most 80s thing ever. Don't do it. Don't freaking do it, man. Don't do it. Um, all right. Awesome. Nice. So um, anyone else had thoughts on Transformers? It's good. Good. To, it's, it's good. It's good. It's really, really good. And you, really, really good, really, really great, <laughs> really great. <laughs> we don't have an emerald swirled to go to. Uh, instead, true. we have <clears throat> we have Justin Cooper. Justin Cooper doing. Oh, hold on, wait. Justin, Justin Cooper doing amazing work on the comments. By the way, sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to give you that incorrect credit. Justin, uh, <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I've heard, I've heard. Um, uh, version of Dare to be Stupid that I actually like more than the one that's on that soundtrack. So by this uh, group called Enchanted Exile, you guys should check them out. No, it's crap. Oh, crap. Uh, You're nice. Crap. You're a nice. <laughs> the production guy. on that thing was crap. Put down that chainsaw. Take the compliment. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we can't take the compliment. We're fucking neurotic. This, this is bad comedy. <laughs> yes. That was bad comedy. Wait, I still function. I can oh, so either. sad, Megatron. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, see that you've started something right now. So you guys are masters. And um my first uh of many fandoms in my life was masters of the universe. I I remember watching an episode right before the power went out when hurricane Gloria came through. I remember hurricane Gloria, you know, and it was, it was one of those things where it was like, Oh, at least they get to watch um, He-Man and the masters of the universe first. So, you know, it was, uh, before we all die before (laughs) Gloria wipes us. At least I get this one thing. I like, come on, Gloria, give me this one thing. So I, I, I had my Castle Gray School and my Bounce on Battle Cat, and I was ready to fight the uh, the winds. So, but uh, dude. I mean, he yeah. man, dude, you know that was that was the thing, and it's like I was thinking, I'm like, what was the thing I was most obsessed with? And and like back then, what was it? Like everybody was obsessed with Michael Jackson, and the kids were obsessed with He Man and Barbie and stuff like that. But it was like He Man was. That was the thing. Like parents are going crazy looking for the action figures. The the cartoon is out, and man, it was just it, it was just like a, a phenomenon at the time. Mm-hmm. And if, if you look back on it now, it does not hold up because it's super cheesy. And yeah, you see yeah. that there's like a lot of rotoscope, and they reuse stuff. And 
it's it's one of those things where it's like you could look back and be like, yes, those were fond times. Yes, I, I remember that. You know, but the newer updated stuff though is great. Like if you've watched the uh, the Kevin Smith uh, revelations yeah. and yeah. even the 2001 series that they had, or maybe it was 2002 on Cartoon Network, which was uh, the Masters of the Universe. That was really cool. Okay. Yeah, I think they remember it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a thing that I would that's, watch. That's the know. the Cam Clark one. Cam Clark, yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had uh, really gone into the Skeletor where it was Keldor and it was Uncle, you know, and it was Randor's brother. So, but uh, like even even an offshoot from that, if anybody has had a chance to watch this, uh, Shira, Princess of Power, the new one that they have on Netflix, maybe from about five years ago or something like that, that is a hell of a show. That is, yeah. I got sucked into watching that, and with with my kids, it was like, "Wow, this is great!" I really hope they they uh, you know do a Christmas special, and I get to see Snout Spout again. But it never <laughs> happened. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> oh. I started watching the Shira show, and I really liked what I saw. It's yeah, good. I just I just hadn't gotten back to it, but yeah, I I I was impressed with it, and I did really like the Kevin Smith. Um, Ma- yeah. What is it called? Masters of the Universe? Yeah, Revelations. Masters of the Universe, yeah. Revelations. Oh, Revelations, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was great because, I mean, I'm coming from a place of not, you know, not having been part of that fandom at all. Um, but I was like, yeah, no, this is this is really cool. This is telling an interesting story. Um, but yeah, I mean, Masters of the Universe is huge. Like another under like understated but pop culture icon is Skeletor. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Like, oh my gosh, everyone like you know, I mean, everyone knows He-Man. Everyone knows yeah! Everyone so knows fast, the boys. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like, I feel like that's one you wouldn't even think of. Like, people just be like, oh, yeah, Superman, Spider-Man, you know. He's, like all, he's also become a it's sex like symbol, Skeletor, which though. Is, yeah. That's a thing. <clears throat> oh. Well. I mean, everything's a kink right. when you squint. <laughs> <laughs> everything's a kink when you twist a hose. That's nice. right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, that's that's cool. But uh, yeah, it's it's just it is definitely one of the greatest uh, cartoon just fandoms it, out there. Like, just, it yeah. it was in the eighties when it came out. It was enough to propel yep. it into like the fandom forever. It's not that it kept having right. like super meaningful I- iterations. Like it, it did, but that that wasn't what kept it alive. It was just that initial burst of people loving it in the 80s that was just because it was just such a phenomenon i mean and i mean i think that that was one of the early examples of okay let's create a 30 minute commercial to sell toys that became really big um in the 80s for sure and i don't know if he-man preceded transformers if you guys know i'm not sure which came first for sure those were two really 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 big examples of that um but yeah, and then it sort of became, you know, nowadays it seems like that's the only purpose of a cartoon. And if, if the toys aren't selling, then they cancel the show. But yeah, I mean, I don't think that was the point in the 50s, 60s, 70s. You know, it's like, yeah, there were some toys, but He-Man had like a billion characters and all these vehicles and all these different things because like everything can be a toy. And it was yeah. it was great. It's great yep. series on uh, Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. Which yes. They have yes. one for Transformers. They have one for He-Man. He-Man they yep. have one for Barbie, which I watched prior to listening to the uh, Throwdown Thursday episode about Barbie. And, I mean, y- you want to learn about them. Those are your two sources right there. You know, and, I mean. It's Toys That Made Us and Throwdown Thursday podcast. Yep. Mm. 
Well, Toys that made it to that TMNT episode too, didn't they? Ah, uh, that they did. Yeah. Yep. But did but so what I want to know is did the toys that made us do an episode on Throwdown Thursday podcast? Because ashes? <laughs> I mean, not yet, but they should. God damn, they should. Call me. Are, are you yeah. guys making action figures for you and Patsy? No, no, you I just mean... play with them. You just get in person, you play with them. You like play like games like chess. Oh, okay. They like fun. Can you play the Pac Man game? Maybe Dark no, Tower? But can, no, but I can do the sounds. Waka, 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 waka. <laughs> oh my god, it's like we're actually there. Amy, 10 to well, the well, 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 well. I think toys that made us should definitely call you beep you if they want to reach you. If they want to page me, it's okay. Damn straight. <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of ways to get in touch with you. Yes, that's um, true. Nice. Masters of the Universe, a very important one for a lot of people. Yes. Any absolutely. any other thoughts that we wanna we wanna think on before we move on to live action um, movie, maybe the live action movie with Yes, uh, yes, yeah. with, with Dolph Serrata. Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah Sir, Dolph Sir, right. Sir Dolph Lundgren, I believe he's been knighted. Oh, really? Sir Dolph is that like no Gandalf's dad? I heard he's actually a porpoise. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> has, um, that's, that's called a throwback, fellas. I mean, I think the only, <laughs> throwback. the only thing I really want to say is um, <clears throat> uh, Fisto. Okay, that's that's pretty much it. Damn. You're Fisto or Mufisto? Uh, Mufistopheles. I first think one. I need an answer. All right. <laughs> that's a little TSO for you. Yes, okay. it was. Well, I would also buy you... a set of third on Thursday action figures. <laughs> Her action figure uh, would would come with wine. <laughs> yeah, just like a a wine. It'd be like your your baby doll feature would be like a wine bottle that actually empties. Mm-hmm. And you refill it. You know, it's like yeah. oh wow. Comes and uh, Ash, ashes don't don't think that it it has been lost on me that this entire time the mistress continued to drink. It's your brand. I mean, it's her brand. Bottle, she told us she was going to do that full when we started. I know, and now it's clear. I have a reputation to protect. I know, I know. <laughs> and the it must be upholded. Hey, that's your prerogative. Exactly. Prerogative. <laughs> I am. I am I hanging that. tough with my bottle of bubble. no grim, grim phosphorus. Why are you gonna? Why are you gonna put that? They in? don't call her the Michael Phelps of wine for nothing. No, exactly. <laughs> it's Olympic. If it it's was Olympic. an Olympic sport, it's Olympic. <laughs> do in the olympic slide (laughs) so all right if my calculations uh, are correct we're we're down to the last person we're down to me it's like when you go to night scrawlers it's just i use i often have read last you can't everybody here should go to night scrawlers look people (laughs) no it's not a call literally impossible it's not a call Okay, I'm back on the air, and I'm here to tell you that Night Scrawlers <laughs> is a cult. Be warned. Don't listen to what they say. Turn off your televisions. Turn off your radios. They're trying to mind control you. Only four people in the audience are going to know what you're talking about. It's fine. <laughs> and it's like fine. three of That's them are- everybody in the audience, bruh. Oh, sorry. And that's good. It's a good, it's a good ratio. Yeah, then. Like, that's like 100% ratio. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I'm last. I'm last. I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, so I, my, 
I was thinking about a lot of different first fandoms, and the one that I kept coming back to, and you know, we've covered on a few recent episodes, but it's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, you know, this mm-hmm. show was this show started August twenty eighth, nineteen ninety three, one whole day after my second birthday. I grew up with this shit. It's it's wild, and it was on Fox Kids TV. And, uh, you know, as, as many of us know, it was a, a USA adaptation by Saban of this Japanese tokusatsu show, Kyoryu Sentai Z-Ranger. Uh, it had three seasons. It had 145 episodes. But holy shit, this show was my everything when I was so little. Like, it was the first thing that I just freaking loved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the show was awesome. But there were so many cool toys like we're talking about with masters of the universe and transformers you know holy shit there were so many toys um you know i had tons of different large figures of the different rangers and i had like the the mini figures that had the goofy plastic surfboard like things between their feet (laughs) so they could stand up better you know it just looks like this big old surfboard but it just gave them like structure so they wouldn't fall over uh those like they they made them of a lot of the different bad guys i remember having like the little um toys in like my bag of toys i'd bring in the car and just taking out the little lord zed and the little like you know blue eyeball like needle guy i don't know he always looked like needle man from uh from Mega Man. um but uh yeah, there was just there were so freaking many, and uh, there was there was this popcorn tin that was like a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers tin. All right, uh, right. and and yeah, once I you get that. all the popcorn out, it became like the Mac Daddy like Mighty Storage tin for all of the Power Rangers toys that I had. It was just like a fucking billion. Was it, it the Mac like... Daddy or is it the Daddy Mac? I can never remember. I always get that those two things crisscrossed. It's his prerogative. <laughs> It, it is my prerogative, but it's Mac Daddy. It's Mac Daddy. Um, oh, okay. But the 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 tin was like so full of toys. I remember as a kid opening up and thinking like, "This is infinite. This is infinite toys in here." Like I like you know it was probably like nine figures, but it just felt like so much was in there. And I take out the different rangers, take out all the different figures, um, and I I played with them so much. They they had like they had like the soft power rangers that were just like the shape of the power ranger and it was just meant to be like a pillow um i i i know i had some of those i had the red ranger foam chair that was like my fucking throne like watching power rangers sitting in the red ranger chair was was legitimately like the coolest and most significant i could feel as like a three-year-old it was your throne just right i'm just like you know, I got my legs like up to my fucking nose because I don't really fit. Like, I just put my whole legs on the spot where my butt's mm-hmm. supposed to go. And, you know, I definitely don't look comfortable, but that was it. That was Did the Did you spot. have the fan box? The fan box. No. You mailed in. I missed it by like a like a whole week. And like when no. I turned it in, they mailed me back my, my at the time because you had to do a money order. You mailed it back to me, and you're supposed to get shoestrings, autographed pictures of all the cast. You're supposed to get um, it was like a little lunchable box thing, and then um, it was like a whole like you know like a kind of like goosebumps where you get like pencils and different things that have yep. Power Rangers on it. Yeah. That's wicked cool. I didn't know about that. You know, I I have like a weird um, 
memory about contests like that and shows as a kid is that I would always watch these shows and see these contests and just think like, man, like, I wonder if anybody out there actually wins these things, but I never like once thought to enter them. Right. Like, I just wondered about, like, do anybody win these things? But I never bothered to enter anything. So it's kind of. Do anybody win these things? I do anybody win you these things? You have to watch that uh, Piz Outlaw movie if you guys have ever seen that one. <clears throat> he talks about uh, uh, entering those and getting all of those things, and they actually changed the rules because of him. Oh, hmm. my gosh. Just taking them to taking them to the bank. Yeah, I'll never forget the the one mailing contest that blew my goddamn mind, which I know I've mentioned somewhere on this show before, but it was for the show The Mystic Knights of Tirnanog. Oh was, yeah, like, right. Wow, mythology show, and it was very evo- like very evocative of Power Rangers and Beetleborgs and stuff like that. Uh, and that show had a promo with Chef Boyardee, where you could you know write in and enter something, and if you won. They made you a fucking castle and filled it with Chef Boyardee. It said it came with a lifetime supply of Chef Boyardee. And they're like, and you get this castle. And I was like, oh my fucking God, are you kidding me? Like, just the level of mind blown that I was. I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) I should enter this. You know, it's just like feeling like, oh my God. So that was just like, I don't know. That, That was like the one contest that blew me away. Um, but yeah, I, the, the Power Rangers stuff was so, so fun for me. Um, the chair, the, uh, the weapons that were like the, the, the different toy weapons that they yeah. had were like the coolest. So fun. So yeah. cool. White, the white Rangers, like Saba, um, had like, it would just like the buttons would play like this wonky ass, like flute music kind of thing. Like, or like it would, it would try to play like music or something. And it would always sound super fucking weird and like the batteries would die so it's just like and you're like yeah like the fuck was that um and uh and uh, the extendable blade of it you know like the the mold of it was so cool with the tiger head and then the blade that like you know went like barely extended it's definitely not legal for like taking (laughs) yeah it's like it's like the the worst flex ever it's like you think that's my sword bring it you're like that didn't get longer it just got like <laughs> positioned differently um <laughs> apparently he was not so... left-handed <laughs> <clears throat> mm-hmm. um that toy but the red rangers like gun sword was the shit this thing legitimately made like the loudest most ear violating noise ever to retch from a fucking plastic dinosaur blaster but holy shit i love this thing but you do you remember the sound of it it was no. yeah it was like <clears throat> <laughs> no, it was like it was just like infinity, just dead cats, just like nonstop. Oh no! And you would not let me like it was like a problem. And I remember Mike had the same toy, or I used to bring it over, and like we'd get oh, yeah. in trouble if we shot the fucking gun too much because it just sounded like the <laughs> worst thing ever. And, uh, and I don't know, I I loved this blaster. Oh my god. The, the oh, back damn of it. kids are messing with the feline perisher again. <laughs> God damn it! How many cats do you have to perish? <laughs> the uh, the gun the gun sword thing though it would when you turned it into sword mode it had like these two sections of metallic like chrome 
dinosaur teeth that would like slot together and then it was properly in like sword mode and you could flip out this little tiny like blade from the bottom uh but i i just remember obsessively like trying to close it so that the teeth were like more together like it would kind of close like not not like satisfyingly and so i just feel like like just try to like mm, there oh needs to be God. no space between the teeth teeth don't have space like that and that was just kid brain <laughs> at work and just mm, just trying to squeeze it um so that that was an awesome toy and uh the um the power rangers movie you know i there's there's like mm, there's cool plenty soundtrack. of stuff that people goof about and 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 make fun of and stuff like that with power rangers rightfully so like i go back and watch it and it's just hilarious to me um but you know so young this movie came out the power rangers movie came out in 95 and I, it was like, you know, probably the most insane hype thing for me as a four-year-old of like something I was interested in. Um, Ivan Ooze is a treat. I don't care what you say. Uh, the skydiving scene and Red Hot Chili Peppers rendition of Higher Ground at the beginning mm -hmm. is something I still actively reference to this day. I, I said it yesterday when we were watching The Mandalorian at Steve's house. I literally referenced this frigging scene yesterday. Like it has never left my pop culture zeitgeist. It's just in a movie. If people are skydiving, I am literally going to go boom, bang, boom, bang, boom, bang, boom, bang, boom, 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 Like people keep they on peeping. They keep on falling. Those people. I don't know what it is about them people, but they keep on falling. And he was the only one who hit the target with the surfboard. Yes. And it was super. Wasn't he the only? Wasn't Tommy the only one who even had a surfboard? Yeah, everybody else just like went their little just, feet, the little little steppy step, and then he was the only one that. And then he just Tommy stopped. was actually he was like posing for one of those silly little plastic figures that had the plastic surfboard, and they're like, you know what? <laughs> actually, just keep it. Film mm -hmm. with this. Shoot, shoot he was the only one who was taking notes when he saw Point Break, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, I like when Johnny Utah jumped out after him without the parachute. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, it's there. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. If Keanu Reeves was in the Power Rangers movie, that would just be all the better. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> this Red Hot Chili Peppers cover is pretty good. Uh, Should have hired Dog Star. <laughs> I know Zorjitsu. <laughs> show me <laughs> show me his ords um, and uh and so yeah other than the movie it was the games you know the the super nintendo and the genesis games were awesome we had like the regular port uh porty morphin power rangers was what i was just saying mighty potty muffin morphin. power rangers po yeah potty muffin power rangers uh potty mouth <laughs> potty uh, morty puffin power rangers mm -hmm. Uh, is he their agent? Uh, yeah, he, Morty Puffin. You guys gotta get out there, do some good stuff. <laughs> Sleazy P. Martini over here. Also known as Portly Muffin. Porty Muffin. Uh, yeah, I know why. I'm the fucking manager. I know why. <laughs> He's the one who got Mariska Hargitte, and then they just dropped it. Yep, just see it. Yep, sorry. See you later. As for you, um, this will never go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so the oh, original sleazy. Super Nintendo game and the Genesis movie game were what we had, and I remember renting the Super Nintendo fighting game, the the SNES Power Rangers Fighting Edition was so cool. Like the getting to play as the Zords and seeing the huge graphics, like it was just uh, it was really really awesome. Hmm. But Power Rangers is a very interesting uh, situation for for a fandom because every iteration of it 
was so close together, but so incredibly different. Um, so I was a huge fan of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but then I just lost all interest in it when Zio and Turbo came out. Andy. Like, yeah. We're making Andy laugh so hard he's, he's worried about waking up the kids. Oh, don't wake up the kids. Or you know what? Invite them on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't feel oh. bad waking you up, so whatever. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you know, hey, come see, come saw. Mikasa, sukasa. I don't if know. The kids come down the stairs. Whatever. What you do is you give them a nice... Give them, give them a, a retro nice cola. cola. Retro cola. Give them the retro, retro cola. cola, the official non-existent cola of the Retro Redoctopus podcast. Does it have Retson in it? <laughs> it oh, you damn now right it has Retson in it. Has it. Has Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. You can't even say Retro Cola without doing the ding. <laughs> ding with Retson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ding. Uh... But yeah, uh, that's my spiel. Yeah, Zio and Turbo sucked, and it was all, all right. about Mighty Morphin, and you know that's that's kind of the deal. And then Pokemon came out, so nothing else mattered after that. Um, but yeah, Mighty Morphin, nothing else mattered. Watching Trusty's taking their funding. Yeah, every day for I remember watching Turbo, and and the, it actually had to stop. They stopped it, and then they restarted it because apparently the kids were going wild and they had to tell them to stop doing what they were doing and they were oh running through the aisles and they were kicking and they were like no <laughs> and so we got to see the beginning of the movie twice <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. oh, no. wow. it was like keep going you know, I was like you do it All right just keep going just get it until it works nice yeah i don't know i just couldn't i couldn't vibe with the the shapes and the cars they weren't as exciting as dinosaurs and it's really uh, it's, it's funny like to me, it's funny to me like cars. yeah did you see um once in a, and um the newest once, one what, oh, we haven't seen it. Yeah, like not yet we really want to yeah we were kind of thinking of doing like a you know a mini episode about yeah, it or do something. a crow's nest on it yeah. Did you guys I, read the uh, ninja turtles crossover that's the question no but the art was so awesome on that yeah, Dan Morris really, really cool. I like the second. The I didn't read either one, but I, I know that the second one is the one where the, like the Rangers actually turned into mutant dinosaurs, and that's my jam. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I've not read either. Yeah. I have them, and I'm saving them for like a big variety, uh, big a big of. rainy day. Like not just a rainy, but it's got to be like a big like the rainy. cover of Teen Titans number thirty. Like the rain, <laughs> the rain has to be like plastic Ziploc bags full. Of water, like that's each drop, like a big rainy day, and then you're gonna, gonna do, break like, a them bonus up. episode or something like that of the show, uh, where I would do like all six uh, issues in one. And so then, rain, rain is not involved in at all in this. No rain, no winter snow can I'm stop. Way, the I'm completely off base. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry, that was a Motown reference. Anticipation, not precipitation. Oh, damn it! <laughs> hey, that's your prerogative. It's my my pejorative. <laughs> What? It's, it's, your <laughs> it's my prerogative. It's my pejorative. You're like, ooh, that is not what you're <laughs> yeah, no, I know not. that. It's, uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. Well, everyone, with that, we uh, we have reached the logical conclusion of this here episode. There's no beta segment. Uh, right. This is just going to end. There's no There's no now on to something different. There's, there's just the rest of your lives ahead of you. Uh, so uh, thank you all for everyone who joined in the chat, for everyone who tuned in, even if it's for five minutes or if it's for the whole time. Thank you to all the incredible guests, Linda, Taryn, Justin, Ashes, Boss Rush Mode, a.k.a. Greg. <laughs> 
and Ian, uh, who had to leave because he needs to make the bacon. Um, also, thank, thank you to Russ Lyman. Thank you to Russ Lyman, who was Russ Lyman was going to be here. here tonight, but it just didn't work out at the last minute. And you know, he was really, really trying to be here, and it just was like not. It was okay that yeah. he's not here. We were yeah. happy. It, it, we're yeah. just honestly happy that he even wanted to as bad as he did, and it was it was really flattering. So thank you to Russell Man, our buddy. There it is. There's the Cassie. Not what I imagined. I remembered it quite differently, but that's what it was. That's scary. Wow. And it's scary. Right? Oh, my God. All right. Thank you, you everyone. ghosts, after all. And it's hard to scare ghosts, unless you have a vacuum. But they're not really scared. They're more scared of the flashlight, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. I don't know. I don't, right. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, if you haven't said Shabiban in the chat and you just joined us, you can win a f- free book by TV's Frank from Mystery Science Theater 3000. It'll be signed and everything. Um, so, yeah, leave a Shabiban for us. Spell it yeah, any way you want. Name and Shabiban. Just oh, yeah, the name and Shabiban. I to not give your name. That's you got to right. get credit. If we pick your Shabiban and there's no name associated, we, we need to know how to who you are and how to contact you. And a, a lot of these Facebook users are just coming up as Facebook user. All right, you ready to get us out of here? Yeah, I'm ready to get us out of here. It's just fun, Dan. Um, all right. So everyone uh, from all of us here at Retro Redoctopus and all of our amazing Retroids, thank you so much for 100 awesome episodes and years to 100 awesome more, or maybe at least 20 uh, let's keep going, guys. Let's freaking do this. And uh, this was fun. This was a great live stream experience. And you all made it the best it possible be. So, thank you so much for being here. I've been your host, David Alchemy. And I will catch all of you next time. Have a good one. For more shows like the one you just heard, check out the Dorkening Podcast Network at thedorkening.com.